UPN Tuesday. It's an all-new Buffy. How do you got a date? Everybody has a date. With an extra hot, extra twisted Valentine. R&B diva Ashanti guest stars as Xander's freaky date from hell. Do the ropes hurt? Yes. Good. Welcome to Mr. Bits, also known as If the Apocalypse Comes to This is a weekly-ish podcast about Buffy the Vampire Slayer, where we take a look at each episode according to its original air date 20 years ago. And this week's episode is Season 7, Episode 14, First Date. We'll be talking about the plot, we'll be talking about the characters, and we'll be talking about date etiquette. So spoilers abound for this episode, every episode before it, after it, the comics, and probably other shows and movies. Of course it's podcast time. Observe my bitter ranting. Hear the shrill edge of hysteria in my voice. My name is Kelly. I'm here to talk about Buffy the Vampire Slayer with my wonderful co-host, Tasha. Say hello. Hello. And my other co-host, Daniel. Say hello. Uh, this podcast is changeable, but intense. I almost used that one. I almost used yours, but I was also, like, I'm not going to go up that high. So I can't do it. <laughs> that would have been fun, yeah. though. Fucking Anya. Excellent. Okay. Um, yeah. Boy, we're here to talk about First Date, <laughs> which originally aired on February 11th of the year 2003, written by Jane Espenson of Jane Espenson fame back in fighting form, in my opinion. 21 of 23 for her. Last was Sleeper, episode 8 this year. Next will be Storyteller, episode oh, 16. Right. So soon, so soon. Directed by David Grossman, 13 of 13 for him. That's the last time we're going to see him on the show. We, I mean, we never mm. actually see him, but you know what I mean. The one prior to this was Bring on the Night, episode 10 this year. So goodbye, David Grossman. I don't really remember you. Okay. Uh, Stacia, please tell me what happened in this episode. I'd love to. Thank you. Uh, to the surprise of no audience members that watched the last episode, we see a flashback to Giles not being beheaded by a bringer. <laughs> Turns out this is just a little glimpse into his memory as he extols the virtues of trusting your gut to the potential slayers right before he's certainly being tackled into the dirt by Spike. <laughs> There's a kerfuffle where everyone has to come to terms with the fact that Spike is no longer chipped, um, or for those just tuning in as well as our beloved potentials, that Spike had a chip at all. Giles questions Buffy's decision, and she cites instinct, which makes Giles scoff. We don't know this yet, but I think this conversation is what prompts Giles to make some graphic stick figure flashcards. <laughs> Giles puts on his best father face, which is a huge KO, considering he just fucked off to England when Buffy needed him, and now he wants to micromanage her decisions. Mm -hmm. Wait, actually, that does sound a lot like a dad. <laughs> 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 we're at a construction site we're at the build box hardware store we're at the con combination construction site slash build box build box hardware store god that was so hard to say uh, Xander meets Lissa a woman buying rope I mean let's be real she's a demon Xander does some cute wordplay about bondage and Lissa agrees to go on a date with him because she's a demon. Uh, Buffy has decided she needs to investigate Principal Wood and his generally hot yet suspicious demeanor. No, Giles approves of this. <laughs> Principal Wood finds her being suspicious and one must assume hot in his office because he asks her out. Buffy walks out with a smile and the principal opens his cabinet to display a beautiful assortment of weapons. He wipes blood off a knife and adds it to the collection. I don't know if that's hot or suspicious. <laughs> both. Both? Yeah. Not, not, not to be both? <laughs> both. Uh, back at the Summer's house, it's season two, and Buffy and Willow are gossiping about boys and bidets. <laughs> <laughs> if only. <laughs> uh, Xander comes home and announces that he, too, has a date. Look at all our original Scoobies dating and moving on from their respective life-shattering traumas. 
<laughs> Giles arrives to speak loudly at the new potential who only speaks Cantonese and then ushers her upstairs. Andrew is also moving on and learning how to program a microwave. Just kidding. The first, as Jonathan comes to him and tells him he needs to kill all the potentials, which really makes you wonder about the efficacy of the most evil villain in all of history that it has to resort to recruiting the sidekick who failed to even kill a piglet. <laughs> Anya has intense feelings about Xander going on a date, so I guess she's not moving on yet. Uh, but she goes downstairs to join Willow, Kennedy, and some other potentials to research Buffy's date, but they find Zippo. Giles marches downstairs and complains that Chow Ann locked herself in the bathroom after a loud English man showed her graphic sketches he drew of her and everyone around her dying. Giles then frowns unapprovingly when he learns that Buffy and Xander are both out on dates. Xander meets Lissa at the espresso pump. He starts off the date by lying to Lissa about what he's drinking. Don't worry, though. Things are going better for Buffy. <laughs> Principal Wood takes her to a charming French restaurant by way of a dark and spooky alley, and they're attract- attacked by a herd of vampires. I tried to look up what the appropriate noun is for a group of vampires, and there doesn't seem to be one. So herd it is. Um, I guess it should be a murder of vampires. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Xander continues his date in charming fashion by discussing his relationship with Anya, how he left her at the altar, and how he still see- still sees her on a daily basis. You would feel bad for Lissa, but then you remember the only reason she's not completely over this date is because she's a demon. Yeah. Principal Wood decides to show all of his cards and explain that he knows who Buffy is. And by the way, maybe he has mommy issues because his mom was a slayer and she was killed by a vampire and he's never been able to avenge her death. But he wants to help Buffy save the world. (laughs) (laughs) God, it just keeps going on. Uh, Everyone clap for Andrew. Andrew is acting as a CI for the Scoobies. The first almost immediately realizes that Andrew is wearing a wire. Not that the mic picked up the the voice that only Andrew can hear. The first... <laughs> the first is Jonathan gets progressively sweatier to kill Andrew before appearing to the Scoobies as a rotting Jonathan and then disappearing. Jump cut to Xander, who was tied to a cross and hoisted above the seal under the floor in the school basement. I can't even get into the thousand issues I have with the fact that the show thinks I won't question that Xander followed a stranger into the school basement and let himself be tied up. <laughs> even though he's tied up, he texts Willow to let her know that he's in danger. Then Lissa stabs him. <laughs> Uh, can you scroll down? Oh, yeah, sorry. You're like not even doing your job. I know. Uh, Spike interrupts Buffy and Principal Wood's date because obviously no one else could go get her. The three of them converge on the basement where it takes Buffy and Spike to take out Lisa. Lissa. God, Principal Wood cuts Xander down and manages to easily pull his ankle out of the grasp of a Turrican emerging from the seal. Back at home, Xander announces he's gay now and Giles whines about how everyone is so immature and flashes his flashcards again. (laughs) Spike tries to leave, but Buffy won't let him, which is unfortunate because the first appears to Principal Wood and informs him that he's just met the vampire that killed his mom. Principal Wood is going to try to kill Spike. (laughs) There we go. Yay, thank you. There he is, on the Hellmouth, all day, every day. That's got to be like being showered with evil. Only from underneath. Not really a shower. A bidet. Like a bidet of evil. It's just spoiler for later. I didn't even have a single negative thing to say about the shenanigans of Xander. Because <laughs> 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 it's just like all fates. It's all fine. Xander got kidnapped. Of course Xander got kidnapped. Like we don't need to get into it. It's not kidnapped. Willingly walked into the basement True. of the high school. He knows where he's going. He worked there. Didn't even think about it. Just let it slide. Yeah. Completely didn't care. Though I did pick up on the text thing. I was like. How the fuck did he, when did he text? When he was at, like, uh, Willow, I'm currently being led into the basement of the school. This seems weird, but I'm still going to do it. 
She's pulling out the rope I advised her about earlier, and she's going to tie me to this thing that Spike was previously tied to that summoned a Turacon. When Send should help. I be worried? <laughs> Is it now? Oh, God. Thank you for that very much, Lee. Uh, okay, some facts. Some facts about the episode. Are you ready? Jane gets two conversations with dead people with callbacks in this episode. One, Anya tells Buffy there's a red stain on her shirt. Could be blood, could be pizza, but we know it's pizza because Don was eating anchovy pizza and trying on Buffy's clothes in conversation with dead people like an absolute disaster person. And two, apparently courtesy of Willow, we finally conclude the microwave saga. We got a new microwave, everyone. It's here. It's in the house. You can stop worrying, stop writing about it. It's done. It's over. Thank Finito. God. When Buffy and Robin are walking down the alley toward the restaurant, the first shot of the vampire coming around the corner is a recycled footage from the opening scene in The Gift. A weird choice, since that dude is obviously not actually in the scene, so he just disappears after that initial shot. (laughs) Why we needed to reuse that, I don't know. We had four actors already doing vamp stuff. Could we not have them come around the corner? Not a possibility? Okay, that's fine. K.D. Aubert, Albert, who knows, portrays Nikki Wood in this episode and in Lies My Parents Told Me. Nikki was originally... Portrayed. Wow, Nikki was originally portrayed by prolific stunt coordinator April Whedon White in *Fool for Love*. I imagine that they made the switch because the part kind of became more acty than it was fighty. So maybe I don't know. No, I. You know what? April. I already forgot her name. April Whedon White might be a great actress. We'll sure. never know though. But I gotta assume if she's like if stunt coordinator is number one on the resume, that maybe that could be busy. Better. She could be busy too. Yeah. Could have been busy. Could have been busy. Who knows? I did say prolific. Sounds like she gets work. Maybe she was busy. (laughs) If you look closely at the gravestones at the start of the episode, you'll see that one is inscribed Snyder. Perhaps a reference to the late snake-eaten principal or just a rando named Snyder. I think we've looked at the the Snyder grave before. I think it's been in the show for a long time. I like Mm -hmm. a long time. I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'd have to go back and look at stuff, yeah. Lissa, a.k.a. Ashanti Sequoia Douglas, was signed to Murder, Inc. Records Murder. in 2002. That year, Murder! Uh, <laughs> Bortles! Okay. <laughs> that year, she was featured on Fat Joe's What's Love and Jaw Rules, Always on Time, both of which were massive hit songs in 2002. And on March 30th of 2002, with the release of her song Foolish, Ashanti, the person, became the second artist ever to have their first three singles in the top ten of the Billboard Hot 100 at the same time. The first artist to do so being the Beatles. Wow. Talented. Also in 2002, Ashanti, yeah, right? That's a feat. Three songs mm-hmm. in the top ten at the same time? Goddamn. Bangers. Also in 2002, Ashanti released I mean, her eponymous- being featured on, I feel like, is different than three full songs. Yeah, I mean, fair. that's fair. Yeah. But her name's there. It says F E A T Ashanti. <laughs> that's her. That's her name three times. <laughs> Also in 2002, Ashanti released her eponymous debut album, which sold over half a million copies in the U.S. in the first week of its release. Ashanti, the album, eventually went platinum, won eight Billboard Music Awards, two American Music Awards, and the 2003 Grammy for Best Contemporary R&B Album. God damn! This episode was filmed sometime in very late December 2002 or very early 2003, making her appearance in the first in first date pretty much 
peak Ashanti. Like this is this is prime time Ashanti. This is the the biggest. I would. I mean, sorry. Maybe she had a prolific career after the fact. I'm not aware of it. This when I think of Ashanti, I think of this. This time, not this episode specifically, but the, oh, this the genre. Time. I think of this oh, episode, yeah. Fat Joe era. Yeah. I don't know what she's done after that. No offense to her. She's probably still making music, but yeah, just like culturally. Ooh, I I have no idea what she's done since that time. Me either. Buffy tells Principal Woods she'll be watching a reality show about a millionaire. The show in question is likely Joe Millionaire, the 2003 reality competition show that followed a group of single women in competition for the affection of a bachelor. The women were under the belief that the bachelor was a millionaire. However... He was actually a working class average Joe. In the final remaining, in the, in the, what? If the final remaining woman still accepted The Bachelor after learning about the ruse, the two would split a $1 million reward. The first season of Joe Millionaire did well ratings wise, but the second season, titled The Next Joe Millionaire, did not fare as well, and the show was canceled. In 2005, Joe Millionaire and The Next Joe Millionaire were among several television programs cited in a class action lawsuit filed by the Writers Guild of America concerning labor law violations. But good news for Joe Millionaire fans. The show was rebooted by Fox just last year. The shtick this time around is that there are two Bachelor Joes, one that is rich for real, and the other not so much. The season premiered in January of 2022 and concluded in March. Fox has yet to confirm if the show has been picked up for another season or canceled. Did you watch that? Absolutely not. I kind of remember like seeing commercials or something. Oh, I definitely remember, remember the commercials. Never saw The it, sixth no. episode aired yesterday in our timeline in 2003. So it's currently ongoing oh. as as it's going on. So yeah, I looked into wow. just when it was. So Well, that's good to know as far as when this episode was actually filmed. So it had to be theoretically Well, that part could about have been 6 different. weeks. I mean, that's true though. Like I mean, the Ashanti stuff had yeah. nothing to do because it was when, you know, she was talking to Giles. So that could have been shot. I mean, obviously it was shot on a sound stage, right? So it's like they could have done that right. anytime. That's yeah. true. That's so, true. Who knows? Who knows? I feel like we're missing the biggest part, which is pr- Buffy has a personality watch. Oh, it's there. Don't you worry. Good. Oh, mm-hmm. oh good, 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 good. Okay, great. Well, now that you know everything about Ashanti and Joe Millionaire, Stacia, can you tell me what you think about this episode of television, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, first date, in case you forgot, because it's been a while. <laughs> um, you know, I actually do have a thought this time. <gasps> Please tell me. Yeah. Um. So this is one of the episodes that feels very, like, season one-ish. Uh, the first date, Xander goes off, and they even kind of like make those jokes with like, "Oh, he's always dating demons," oh, yeah. um, not just Anya, but like the praying, uh, mantis lady. praying mantis lady and everything. Teacher, like that. You and bug people, Xander. What's up with that? No, but this tube is completely different than praying mantis lady. He was a man of bugs, not a man who was a bug. And so, if you had asked me a year ago. What are bad episodes from season seven? I would have said this one because it sticks out because it's so easy to just be like, oh, the Shanti episode Mm -hmm. because it just feels like it doesn't fit. But watching it this time, I enjoyed it. (laughs) I 100% agree. And we've already made the Shanti jokes on our podcast. Mm -hmm. Uh I know. Turns out pretty good. Pretty good. Daniel, what do you think about the episode? This episode was a breath of fresh air. It was like I emerged from (laughs) a grave that I've been in for a month. It is wonderful. <laughs> and I was tepid at first because you never know, right? Because we did talk about how this probably wasn't going to be that great. And, you know, the first scene was really funny. And I'm like, okay, good. This is Jane. It feels like Jane. This isn't double writers, you know, burying her. Let her go. Let her cook. Um, and she did. And then when Buffy and Willow and Xander barge in to talk about their dates, I felt like I was back in season one, season two. It felt so mm-hmm. good. Also, I just have to say, like, I, I was taking a note. I just had, like, a burst of clarity and I feel like this, the show hasn't been 
itself for a month and it finally is now. And so I just, here's my little note of what I was thinking. Um, and I'm sure we're going to talk about a lot of this stuff, but like Xander, even the serious stuff is awesome because Xander talks about how fucked it is for the potentials to be here. Like how it's crazy that they're all just leaving their family. Um, the first takes a huge W in this episode. I think the first is, I mean, not really scary, but is like pretty awesome. Like the way that he's torturing Andrew, even though it didn't really work, he's not wrong when he brings up like Anya, Willow and Spike are murderers, but they get a pass because Mm -hmm. they're friends with the law. I was like, that's good stuff. That's like real shit. Um, Spike acknowledging the dangerousness of picket fences. I feel seen with him saying that. <laughs> I know. I know when he said that. I was like, oh my God, Daniel. Yes, I feel seen. Um, and then I feel gaslit because Willow's just doing another locator spell. Of course a locator spell. Well, they even meta commented <laughs> on it in that line of dialogue because Spike was like, Willow did a locator spell. Pretty powerful stuff that. Like, we, we just, this is now what we do. We said we were going to use cell phones. We pretended we were going to. We're never going to. We're just going to say, yeah. also Willow did a locator spell. Which is great. Uh, we know that Jane loves Jonathan and I feel like all that stuff with him was very scary, very ominous, like good, fun, scary Buffy, which was awesome. Um, another Turicon was about to come back into this world, and it's almost like the writers were mm-hmm. like, look at the look at your face. You guys thought we were going to do it again. Just like, shut the door on it. <laughs> it was excellent. Uh, and then the Robin Wood reveal reveal was great. Like, we kind of have clarity, but we don't have clarity because the reveal was like, not something you could really expect that it was going to be Nikki Wood's son. Um, and that mm-hmm. the first would show up as Nikki Wood. Fucking awesome anytime to be reminded of full for love is just great so i'm just like over the moon with this episode <laughs> i i wholeheartedly agree it was so nice to like laugh i watched this episode multiple times and i'm still just like so many great lines of dialogue fucking funny great job um i'm already worried that i ranked this too low because i was trying to be conservative i was like it is funny but I've forgotten what good is. We've lost all concept of enjoying the show for a little while, so I don't I remember. Know, but uh, I, I can always adjust things. Well, on you the got fly. an hour that's to figure it out, Kelly. So, yes. Listen, is this because I'm friends with Buffy? Who's Buffy? The Slayer. You know the Slayer. This can't just happen. It can't just keep happening that demon women find me attractive. There's got to be a reason. You just seem like a nice guy. That's all. And I wanted to get to know you. And kill me? Sure. Do the ropes hurt? Yes. Good. Like a luxury sedan, Spike's been pretty fully loaded this season. He had a chip, a soul, and a trigger. Wow, he wasn't Herbie? I know. He was not. I should have said that. That would have been more topical. (laughs) That was like 2003, too. Right? Yeah, that's what... On the, pulse. <laughs> on the pulse, 20 years ago, <laughs> it was too much for the audience or the writers to keep track of, so one of them had to go. The chip it was. So now we know Buffy chose. There was a choice. They both awkwardly say at the beginning, "There was a choice. There was a choice. We made a choice. There was a choice." What about the choice, Stacia? What do you think about Buffy choosing remove versus fix? I mean. I- I think I talked about this last episode, but that's what I would have picked. Remove? Yeah. Well, Buffy tries to be like, uh, the soul will keep him from murdering. But it's like, Angel had a soul and he's done murders. And also Spike had a soul well, and a chip very Angel... recently and still did murders. Okay. Well, I <laughs> well, <laughs> my rebuttals to that is Angel didn't have a soul when he did murders. He lost his soul and he was cursed with a soul versus having a soul he can't lose. Yeah. And two, yeah, Spike was still killing people with a chip, so what does the chip matter? I think that's fair. Yeah. But 
I don't know. It's nice to have an extra layer of buffer. I don't know. Daniel, what do you think? That's what Giles would say. No, I think it's the right call. You have to do it. I mean, again, it's wrong. You can't beat evil by doing evil, Kelly. So clearly Buffy's in the right. Are you are you made out of the evil impulses of humans? So like if everyone was unconscious at the same time, you would fade away? <laughs> okay. I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that line. Like, was it really wrong? I guess in the the grand scheme of the government secret military organization shouldn't be experimenting on sentient beings, evil or not evil, because who's the arbiter of evil? The first evil. We're not going to get into that. But was it? Is it wrong to have, like, if Spike had not been chipified, he would have never been in our friend group. Yeah. So Buffy didn't think it was so wrong when he was, that was the thing, keeping him from killing her. What? How is that an argument now? Yeah, it's another, I mean, I, it's hypocrisy but it's still the right thing to do to take out the chip because you need to know i mean if you really believe that he can be a good man or whatever that means to you then you need to figure that out find it out you can't do that with the chip yeah i mean i do i definitely agree that it feels redundant at this point but i will point out angel did kill while he had a soul it's not that you can't theoretically the chip would literally keep him from doing it but it's broken but they were gonna fix it okay but anyone can kill with a soul yeah, as we pointed out. So she might as well just the- kill everyone. <laughs> so she might as well just kill everyone. That was an immediately unnecessary escalation. It wasn't. No, I just, okay, well, I guess I'm feeling cranky. Okay. <laughs> a long day at work, and you're saying stuff I don't agree with. Okay. Uh, well, because you good. were saying, well, Buffy didn't care until this moment, uh, so she's being a hypocrite. And I'm like, I don't know that that's true, because like, it's not like Spike ever came to her and asked to get it out. And she wasn't the one that made the decision to put it in. So, like, how is it Buffy's fault that he has a chip or continues to have a chip until that moment? I guess not her fault, but, like, how is it her obligation, right? How is it her choice to deal with, you mean? I mean, no one's saying it's Buffy's fault that he has a chip in the first place. But you were saying it's hypocritical no, I was saying, because she's relied on the chip for him to be. Well, I was saying it was hypocrisy, yeah, just to, to her entire, the entire I am the law MO. Just her, her believing that she has the right to do things that she she'll just make calls on the fly just depending on who it is that's really what i was saying for the hypocrisy yeah i think a different a different character a different situation although yeah obviously you treat different situations differently but i don't know i feel like there's there's a little bit of because i care about mm-hmm. you situation i think it's because here. he has this he has the soul i think that if you had gone to season five or even season six uh, Spike and said the chip was malfunctioning. Should we fix it? Buffy would have said yes. Absolutely, yeah. yeah I think yeah. so. That's a good point. I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely the soul that's that's different. Yeah. yeah. And it again, it should be redundant at this point. The soul should keep him in line. But I'm on Giles' side for sure. Like, maybe we keep it around. Just in case. Just in case. I'm, Just in I'm case. Too know. much upkeep. Yeah. <laughs> we talked about that last time. Too much yeah. upkeep. Well, mm-hmm. I, I'm curious because she says specifically um, when Spike had that chip, it was like him having him in a muzzle. Mm-hmm. What does she mean by that? Because like, is it, he's, he's somehow more useful without it. Like was Buffy planning on having him go after humans or something? Or does she just mean like, because it specifically was malfunctioning and causing him pain, he was not at a hundred percent. What is the muzzle thing about? How is he inhibited other than by killing people, which is, he shouldn't be doing. I think just that. I mean, that's how I read it. The muzzle just, was just, he can't hurt people without it, without the pain. But isn't that good? <laughs> like, shouldn't he not be hurting yeah, people? Yeah, but I, I think the point here is that he should be allowed at this point to make his own 
choice. I mean, if, if Buffy believes that he is a changed person and he can be a better person, then you got to let the muzzle go at some point and prove that you're not going to bite back. Right. Ah, so it's just the same thing. Right. Yeah. Just like rephrased of this is she wants him to prove himself. I think now, she doesn't explicitly say that she's coming at it more from like he should have his own free will, I guess. But I think that also for Buffy, it's like, I wonder if there's any of that in it where it's like, OK, now he has to chip out. And now if he does hurt someone, then he's a really bad guy. <laughs> the soul We've been at that stage it. a lot. If he does something bad this time, we're <laughs> yeah. going to kill you. All right. We're going to let it go. That's that's. But the, let's reset the bar because of reason. So, yeah. <laughs> how close are you with Buffy at any given time is how much slack you yeah, get. But he's had the chip for years now. So it's one of those things where mm-hmm. you, you could believe her if she were to say again. Uh, you know, if you fuck up, I will kill you this time. That feels more believable now than it did t- last year or two years ago because she just. Like, we might really the... be at the last chance. Could be. Yeah. And we only have a couple episodes left. So it feels even more like it could be. Like, he could very well die. I mean, he sort of does. So it's like. He does. That's the. Yeah. That is a, a bit of tension, right? Because, I mean, the way that they're playing it really is like there is going to be something that's going to uh, happen between the two of them in the last episode. So, I mean, it's definitely a reason mm. to watch. He can be a good man, Giles. I feel it. But he's never going to get there if we don't give him the chance. Do you think that the first, you know, as through Jonathan, saying uh, it's not time for Spike yet, does that change your opinion on whether or not he should have a chip? Because, like, if it's not time for him yet, and that means the first is going to come after him, wouldn't it be better if he still had the chip, Tasha? Uh, well, clearly the chip doesn't work. You're right. We've proved <laughs> that he can start people with the chip anyway. So this is all moot. How many more times do you think I could ask the same question? I would love if you did at least once more. Okay, I'm not going one. to. Why does everyone in this house think that I'm still in love with Spike? Uh-oh. When were you in love with Spike the first time around? Dun, dun, dun. Daniel, I think Buffy's gone through great pains to avoid dropping the L word in regards no. to Spike. What is this? A Freudian slip? Does she actually care about him? I mean, I it's definitely obvious for us as a viewer. Um so I didn't really catch it, but I mean, she definitely said that and you're right. It, I mean, it would be right. It would be something that I think Willow could pick up on and be like, love. I didn't say anything about love, but, um, she didn't pounce on it. Though. Nobody pounced on not. it. No, but that is an interesting point. I didn't, I didn't even, didn't even pick it up. Yeah, sure. You're a frisky vixen. I mean, Giles, I think does a good job of being like, it doesn't matter that you guys aren't having sex anymore or like what if you're like actually in love. He doesn't say that, the part, love part, but he's like, you still care about him. It's obvious that you care about him in the way that you talk to him. And I think that's true. That's just kind of what you just said. But is this exposing anything? Stacia, did you see a giant sign that was like, there's a, that line in Friends where it's like, over me, when were you under me? Did that come to you in Ross's stupid voice? Because I came to me. <laughs> <laughs> no. Uh, no, I honestly I didn't clock it when she said that. I assume it's like a colloquial use of the word love to not just mean like I'm in love with you, but just to mean like I'm like attracted to you kind no, of thing. No, I would think I'm so obsessed with Spike. I'm not exactly. obsessed with Spike. Right, right, right. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's fair. That's probably a good read of it. Uh, should Spike just leave? I mean, we've talked about just killing Spike, Spike just taking off forever. Uh, he even says it himself in this episode again. You know, yeah, know, just a couple episodes, he was like, fucking kill me, finally kill me, please just kill me. And now he's like, I should just leave. It's better for everyone if I leave. Let me leave. And Buffy says, I'm not ready for you to not be here, which seems a lot like Buffy's still using slash dictating the terms of their relationship. What's that about? Why can't Spike just leave? Don't you think it'd be better for everyone if Spike did leave? He's clearly a fucking liability. Stacia. Uh, I mean, I don't know that Buffy would actually stop him if he's like, no, I'm leaving. I don't know if she's dictating the terms of the relationship. 
And I guess to play like Buffy's advocate, I would say, yeah, it's a good idea for you to set loose a vicious murderer who is mm. affected by the first into a, you know, random community versus keeping him close to you where you can control him. Like there might be damage done to you or your friends or whatever, but you're the people who can handle it versus like him just killing everyone in some random mall in Ohio. That is a very good point. Always Ohio. Always Ohio. Daniel. <laughs> do you think Spike should just The leave? old West. Um, I do. <laughs> I, no, I mean, I think like logically it would make sense for him to want to leave. Um, I, I think that he would feel like he's, outworn his welcome or, or whatever he's feeling all makes sense to me but i think you're right Sasha. why would why would you want him to go out and potentially be influenced by the first and <laughs> kill people in ohio you don't want to do that um mm. but i i again it's just kind of like the way i think i was just so happy with this episode and watching it that i kind of didn't even see how dark something like i'm not ready for you to not be here could be because i just saw it as sweet i mean i wrote oh that's sweet mm-hmm and I just thought that was nice. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, I think it's yeah. sweet, too. But I was just... But it is a kind of a dark tinge to it, yeah. Because, I mean, I think the Buffy yeah. dictating terms, I don't think that's true. But, I mean, it's definitely something that she has done. And maybe it's like a quiet <laughs> form or a soft sort of um, hegemony that she practices, you know, where it's like moral suasion, if you will, just to keep them around. But if if it came down to it, I mean, she, she will... Whatever she wants, she's going to get, really. So... And if it's by violence, it'll be by violence. But she knows that he likes that he likes her. So even if she's plays interested, he'll stay. So that is a true thing. No, you have to stay. You got another demon fighting now. That's not why I need you here. Is that right? Why is that then? Because I'm not ready for you to not be here. I also wondered. Side note: uh, in this episode. Something about them standing in the hallway because it was so well lit. I'm just like, Spike's out in the daytime. It's fine. And Stacia's like, filter sunlight. Don't forget. These are the rules. If they're just, they could be in the, in the full sun outside as long as they're oh. in a little bit of shade. Everything's fine. But I was just like, what does this man do now? He's just in the house. Just yeah. like there. <laughs> like you turn like the corner. Everyone else. I know. It's just. There's so many people in this house, guys. I mean, in my... There's fucking everywhere, hanging out. In my plot, I wrote, Xander went home, and I meant to Buffy's house, (laughs) not to his apartment. Because we all live here now. Yeah. This is so weird. Just Can you imagine, you know, we're back in season two. This is feeling very Mm -hmm. season two land, and Spike just lives here. I don't know. It just feels fucking so weird. You're the laugh tracks. Uh, I mean, that's how it feels, yeah. Sitcom. For example, boating or mountain climbing, not for tying someone up for sexy, funky fun. (laughs) In conclusion, rope can be useful in various ways. The first dates. Mm. The first mm. dates of first date. We'll start with Xander and Lissa. Mm. Check out Confident Xander. Can you believe that he just went up to a woman and asked her out what? in real life without Not the internet? Just a woman. What's with the new Fucking look? Shanty. I love him. And if he wants me to be more street, then I'm going to be more street. Fucking Ashanti. Incredible. <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever done that? Not ask out Ashanti, but ask a person out in real life without the internet? It seems terrifying. Like, have you ever gone up to a person you didn't know? Right. Like, friends don't count, obviously. A stranger. You approach them at a bar or a hardware store and <laughs> ask them on a date. No. I've been people at bars, but not like a date, you know? Not like this. Yeah. Not like, like a fucking tool store. And like start with rope. I mean, that's kind of dark. You have like a 30 second conversation and then you're like, let's get coffee. Here's my number. And you leave. Bizarre. 
No. I think that's insane. But I've... Did that used to happen? I, I think feel so. like that used to happen. Yeah. But people don't do that anymore, right? They, We've all agreed. Might. I mean, we... I've seen TikToks about how Home Depot is the place to pick that's... up a man. So, yeah. like, if that's what you're doing, Ashanti knew 20 years ago, and it's still true. All right. She knew. All right. You could also pick up a demon. Hmm. So be careful. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> be, well, that's be everywhere. You know? <laughs> if, you see so, if you see Ashanti, run the oh other my way. God. Well, I can think of something. And she just wanted a kayak. She just wanted to hang her kayak by rope, which I don't think is like the way you'd want to do it. You need some like hooks. I don't and know. Stuff. I think a rope could be know, okay. But... She was a very smooth liar. Like know. she came up with that beforehand, just in case someone asked her, "What's this rope for?" I mean kayak. Kayaks. They're so random. She doesn't know the word karma, and she drinks other people's drinks. I thought it was a rude date in a way. I thought she was rude. Okay, that was my next yeah. question. Taking a drink of your date's cup without oh, asking. Did she drink it? I thought she just smelled it. Oh, no. It. She grabbed it and took, fully took a drink without consent. This is someone you've known for three and a half seconds. Well, it was pre-COVID by a long shot. Okay, that even notwithstanding. That's not okay, no, no, right? No, okay. It's fucked up, man. It's weird. It's weird. Okay. I mean, to share a drink with your friend, that's totally different. But somebody you sensibly do not know, and you just come in hot, and you're like, yeah. Well, again, we don't understand this relationship where you meet someone for five minutes, and then you're going out with them. <laughs> right, that's true. So maybe that this is what totally you do, is you just immediately grab their drink and drink yeah. from it. Everything was good until the hot cocoa, and that's the line I have to go. <laughs> we have to try each other's food I think it's fine. I feel like this is this is the world we're living in. This 2003. Yeah. World. It's like a, a look back uh, on 20 is, years. This is the world... Yeah. This is the world where you go to a concert and they just throw out communal water bottles that everyone drinks from. Like, it's mm. fine. Oh, yeah. That has happened to me at a concert before. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. Wow. Huh. Interesting. We're all we're very What do you old. think of the red eye? The shot of espresso mm. and black coffee? Disgusting? Intriguing? Uh, I mean, it sounds like something college students would order. Yeah, totally. Would you be down with that, Dana? You, you drink black coffee. Oh, yeah. Right? I fuck with that. Yeah. It would just be like... It's not tasty. She's lying. She's lying. It sounded good. No, it didn't. It sounded like you really needed a caffeine hit. <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. At, at fucking, what, 9 p.m? Yeah. <laughs> Who's drinking espressos at 9 p.m? Demons. I know she's a demon. And Jesus college Christ. students. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Xander's trying to go to sleep. He's just got his hot cocoa. He's just ready to. He's got his little yeah. his little sleepy time cocoa. It's adorable. I know. I was like, we are old because the um, we are debating. I don't know. It's three p.m. If we should be drinking coffee, it's a little oh. late. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm way past. No, I, Kelly, you would drink all the time at work. Where it's like, yeah, three, four. You always had that last coffee, dude. I'm done. I'm done drinking coffee at fucking ten. I think it, anything beyond that is too much. Yeah, yeah. I've definitely tried to to stop that. <laughs> no well, like more. if you're at home too, it's no it's more. easier. But when you're like out of work or whatever, yeah, I mean, that's where these habits get formed, you know? So I wonder what, I mean, I'm sure like construction zones, I mean, I would assume Xander is probably just drinking pot after pot after pot of coffee, I would assume. Oh, I mean, that's yeah, just a guess possibly. from that type of job. So I don't know. Maybe that's... But didn't you say like your parents would drink a pot of coffee at like 9 fucking drink, PM? They drink coffee all day. Yeah, they have like, they make at least five or six pots a day. Jesus. Oh my God. Yeah, I feel like my parents drink a ton of coffee too. Like my mom, like I'll we'll go over to my parents' house and it'll be two or three p.m. and she'll be like, "Do you want some coffee?" I just put on a pot and I'm just like, "What are you doing?" Well, they're the people that do the like, <laughs> "Oh, dinner party's getting later, you know, let's put on a pot of coffee mm-hmm. before people go home" type of thing. So yeah. it just permeates mm-hmm. it all, and I'm like, "Oh God, that doesn't even cross my mind." Like the point mm-hmm. here is to to get drunk, be drunk. No, I don't want to. I don't need to sober up. <laughs> I want to get energized. You know, that's horrible. 
Isn't that what killed all those people with Four thing. Loco? Come on, that's should be illegal. Okay. <laughs> Did we learn nothing from like, Four no. Loco? I mean, it's wild to think about our parents like going to a dinner party, drinking wine through the entire thing, having a cheese plate, eating dessert, <laughs> just like having your little brandy, having a shot of espresso, going home and having like your like night tipple and yeah. then going to sleep. Like I'd be so fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> We're weak. This is what we've done. We've coddled Americans, yeah. and now right. we can't hang. Well, that's the kind of meal that um, Buffy and, and um, Robin were on. You know, they were doing the brandy and pears and stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, they were definitely – he was trying to vibe into that level of date, but it did not go that way. And they definitely had mugs while they were eating that dessert because that's the thing too, right? Having a coffee with dessert or mm-hmm. after dessert, it's like an aperitif or the opposite mm-hmm. of an aperitif, whatever one digestive. comes after. Digestive, that's the one. Aperitif is before the teeth. <laughs> digestive is after the teeth. <laughs> yeah, it is. Aperitif is to make you um, appetized for the teeth. Digestive <laughs> is to help you digest the teeth. That's <laughs> how so you remember it. Right, right. I'll never forget that for sure now. You're welcome. So that's a thing. I mean, I, I don't begrudge. People do what they do with their coffees, but it's just, I can't. I can't hang. I can't hang. Uh, can we just say, I know we haven't gone to it yet, but that's the cutest date Buffy's ever been on. Oh, Buffy. Yes. Yeah. Which, oh, by far. That's all he's had by for Buffy. Uh, the date that Xander took Liss on was just fucking sad. Okay. But maybe that's what you do when you ask someone exactly. out in a not Home Depot. Yeah. How about yours, Xander? She evil? Well, she's interested in me, so there's a good chance, but I'm hoping for the best. We're going for coffee. She has a kayak. Is it sad? I, I was like, so that was one of the things. I should have taken you on a nicer date than this. What's wrong with coffee as a first date? I thought it was no, fine. fine. I think it's fine, but it's like 9 p.m. Again, we're living in a world. This is 2003 where we approach people without using the, without screening them by the Internet. We, we drink at 9 p.m. Um, this is no, this is weird. This is when you have a drink. Like a drink, oh, drink, drink, like a drink, drink. You go to a bar, the bronze. We should be going to you, the bronze because the I. Well, and then I guess part of it is like I feel like <sighs> coffee is the thing that you do during the day to be like, okay, well that was really great. This didn't seem like it's gonna work out, so I'll just like see you uh, never. And if you meet someone at uh, not Home Depot and you give them your number and you're like, let's see you later, that same day. You're getting drinks and then you're having sex. Like that's, well, that's what's on the table. <laughs> well, if we play the percentages, something's eating Xander's head. Say that's gratifying, right? That's but like point. the coffee is like not the right vibe for that. Well, maybe for that, yeah. Because then you're like shaking out of your skin because you had a whole cup of <laughs> well, coffee that, and a shot of espresso. That's why he had hot chocolate. <laughs> or you're sleeping, you have a milk stomach because you drink hot chocolate. Like, what are we doing, Xander? <laughs> He was not ready to go all the way. But clearly, clearly he was because he was willing to go all the <laughs> way to the, the second, second location. <laughs> and he was texting Let's Willow. Rope, hey, she's got the rope out. When does foreplay stop? Is this still foreplay? I'm down where the seal <laughs> the most is. Bizarre. Here's a photo of the seal. Is this still foreplay? <laughs> She's changed outfits, and I'm not really sure why. She's brought out a ceremonial dagger. But she looks pretty hot. Her so. eyes have started to look like a snake. Got a 
fetish for wanting to get the freak on On the back street in the backseat of the Yukon What's taking so long? I'm getting anxious but patiently waiting for you Okay, the last thing about this date, uh, Xander does another what I think is a date faux pas, which is talking about your exes. Mm. Is that universally not a good idea to talk about your exes on a first date? Uh, What I've been told is that, like, if you're a woman, if you're a straight woman, like, no other man exists to you. You don't talk about your dad, you don't talk about your brothers, you don't talk (laughs) about your exes, you just, they don't exist. You talk about, like, your hobbies and your job and that kind of stuff, and same thing on the other side, like, if you're a man... Uh, no other woman exists. Don't talk about your mommy. Don't talk about your sisters. Like maybe lightly touch on sisters if you have a good relationship with just them. No exes. Like just don't don't do it. That's a second date <laughs> conversation. To immediately be like, let me give you all my baggage. <laughs> Absolutely not. <laughs> Fair That's enough. insane. <laughs> I kind of felt like looking back on it all, I was like, I wonder if that was almost part of like they just didn't have enough time to flesh it out. But like you would, you would think a demon would almost be like prodding these type of things, you know, to get them to talk about things um, that are maybe going to upset them, maybe to whatever, to get them into, well, I'm not like her. So why don't we go have sex and I'll tie you up. And, you know, like I, I wondered mm-hmm. if it was just Xander sabotaging himself. Cause that's just who he is. Or if it's something that obviously we didn't see it, but like did, would the Ashanti demon character, kind of bring that out in people right because if she's gonna like be this person going on dates it seems like a good strategy to do like to try to pull out personal mm, details mm-hmm. like their worst moments and shit and obviously sander's gonna gravitate right to that it would definitely be a vengeance demon tactic type of thing sure, right? yeah to, yeah to and i guess she's not one so who knows no but still i mean you know depending on what kind of evil they're up to the more information you have the better yeah i love that we're like you know still rehashing hell's bells and again, I feel personally attacked. I'm like, haven't I been through enough with this shit? <laughs> and we're still doing it. We're still talking about it. And no one's talking about the gang murder of, of Stuart Burns. And that just is really what we should be reflecting on. We'll never talk that's, about it, Daniel. That's a year Well, why would Xander? He wasn't even there. Was he there for that? He absolutely so. was. Yeah. Absolutely was. Oh, really? yeah. He's the one that slams the the... the Statue thing down, the that's right. down, yeah. That's, that's right. His, okay, sorry. He was I was thinking the killing. I was thinking he'd already left and gone to his like sad hotel or something. No, no that was yeah. when he came back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So for the kill, okay. for the murder. Can you <laughs> um, imagine like the lead into this conversation when he's like, and then I left her at the altar and murdered someone, and then I had like a really sad time in my life where I had to like go on a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Or say murdered oh, a demon, man. What would she think? What would Ashanti think? She'd be like, mm, now I'm definitely demons? gonna kill you. Was he a philanderer? <laughs> yeah, was he a philanderer? Do you From know Stuart Burns? <laughs> was that Stuart? <laughs> oh, Stuart! <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that was my uncle. Okay. I mean, you don't have to. I'm certainly not saying come to dinner if you enjoy having a job. <laughs> you know, I may have to make up a little document saying I didn't just say that and have you sign it. Buffy and Robin, first date. Mm-hmm. Or was it? Was this actually a date? Or was he just trying to come out to Buffy as a demon fighter? Stacia, date or not date? I mean, Buffy was even confused in the episode. I think it's a date. You think it's a date? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, date, no. Date or not date? A date. Okay. What do you think? I think not date. <gasps> I think not date because... Contrary. Well, we have we have extra information. We, we'll come to find out that he's not actually into Buffy. Sorry, girl. He's just not that into you. But he also... I mean, the way that Buffy was like, you brought me to a French restaurant to tell me this. He's like, oh, yeah, that is kind of weird. But then he makes a weird face about Spike, which is kind of like, why are you into that guy? Because I want to be into you. 
And why do we have to have this conversation at a restaurant? This should be an espresso pump conversation. Mm -hmm. Xander should be at the bronze. They should be at the espresso pump Mm -hmm. if it's not a date. Because as you, I think, quite accurately pointed out, if you want to do a not date or a date that you don't want to really lead into another date, you have daytime coffee. Mm -hmm. We could add daytime coffee. So I don't know. I think that just because I know he's not into her, then I know it's not a date. Okay, well, so I don't. I don't explicitly remember when he says this, although I do know what you're talking about. But does he say he wasn't into her at this moment? Because I think the fact that she's friends with Spike is what turns him off. Oh, you think so? I mean, it could be. I don't I don't remember. I think just because he was so weird by like, oh, yeah, I did bring you to a restaurant instead of being like, yeah, I brought you to a fresh restaurant because I want, I'm like, you know, trying well, to impress you. I think he was in like a comfortable area to be like, yeah, you're the Slayer and I'm this demon fighter and like we're professionals together and then she was like but I thought this was a date and he was like oh yeah did you pick up on that because I do kind of think you're cute that's mm. how I read okay. it as well yeah okay <laughs> so if you do think it was a date how about this then do you think he was always going to tell her or that did he only just tell about being you know a slayer spawn demon fighting slayer spawn uh, or did he just tell her because they got jumped Daniel was he always going to tell her That may, I, I guess that's a good question I don't think we can ever really know that I mean I, I gotta believe that on this date, the point of the date is to open up to Buffy and tell her that. Maybe not tell her as mm-hmm. much or whatever, but tell her enough. See, that's kind of why I'm leaning more again towards not date. Like, this wasn't actually about because I'm into you. It was, I have to tell you this because the time has come because the thing is starting to start. Both. So now is the time. Both. It can be both. It could be both. I don't know. Stacia, what do you think? That he was going to always tell her or he only did it because they got jumped? Uh, well, he didn't seem, like, totally freaked out about the fact that they got jumped. Like, he wasn't yeah. like, oh, my God, you found out now about my secret past and I didn't want you to know yet. Um, but I think he was probably planning to do, like, more of, like, a soft open with her <laughs> than to just be like, boom, killing vampires together. <laughs> but to kind of be like, so, like, Buffy, what are your hobbies? Like, have, like, a date but sort of, like, imply or, like, try to bring up these things and then, like, yeah. broach the subject versus just being like so yeah so, uh, I know you're a slayer my mommy was a slayer <laughs> don't say mommy <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> mommy can hear you but she's still a walking corpse huh mommy what the oh god Tommy I don't know what we're gonna do Scared. Buffy. Mommy. Mommy. Oh, faux pas. He talked about his his mom on the date. Not good. He did. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And what did you see in the plot? I was like, he's got mommy issues. He does. Yeah, verifiable. Pretty tough. (laughs) Uh, Something that I did think was interesting because he said it's starting or it's starting to start. And that's stupid. I hate that. But it made me wonder if when we see the first, um, I mean, I guess it, I guess my reading of it is when we see the first at the very end talking to Robin Wood, that's not the first time the first has come to him, um, which is why he's like, it's starting to start because like I'm getting visitations from the first and like now I know it's time that I need to like. So there's something new, because clearly you must be going through it, too. And the way he says it, so you're the first, is yeah. more like, oh, I, I knew this was not real clearly because you're dead. But now that I've talked to Buffy, I know who you are. Yeah. Like, yeah, that makes sense. 
Because well, he is a little too casual about it. Yeah, yeah he's, he's not just like what the fuck? picking his head up like holy fucking shit. Like this is this has come before. <laughs> well, he still went down to the seal and did all that shit too, which is still weird and unexplained, yeah, right? right? Yeah. So like he must have yeah now be putting them all together like oh things yeah, are ramping told up. Told me to go there. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you think that mm-hmm. he somehow organized them being jumped in the alley, or was that organic? Kind of it just I seems thought. very convenient, right? It was a lot of them, yeah. Or I would think it was organic. Okay, like if it had been one, then I feel like well, that's what you get for skulking around dark alleyways in yeah. Sunnydale. Uh, and he clearly wasn't just like leading her down a random maze because like the restaurant's right there. That's how you get there, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was like in the alley, I could see. I can see why you would pick, yes, a French restaurant in an alleyway, hoping that you would get jumped by a vampire, but that was just, that's more than she's ever, like, casually run into before, I think. Yeah, and he even made the point to say, like, I've never taken on two at once, so that's that's probably, I don't know, it just seemed very convenient. It does seem, though, if he wasn't planning it, it was kind of dangerous, right? Because I think Buffy killed, like, three. Yeah. There was a lot, as you said. There was a lot. Yeah, for Uh, sure. And as you just pointed out, he said, they're they're always after me, right? Mm-hmm. right. I don't very much buy that, personally. Uh, if they're always after you, dude, I know that you have a very particular set of skills or whatever the fuck, but you're just a guy. You don't have super, as he said, I don't have super anything. Why isn't he dead? Sisha, how has he survived this I long? I guess he's a pretty good fighter. He's a pretty good fighter, yeah. Why do we train all the potentials? Before they, or when they don't even become potentials, we train them. They go out and they fight. Uh, Kendra was already battle tested before. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, there's some okay, okay. I just, every time something like this happens, it's just a huge dunk on Xander. And you even said that <laughs> during the episode. You're like, wow, yeah. <laughs> wow, Xander, wow. <laughs> this is just proof you could have done this all along. I mean, in the end, he should have years. become a karate master. That's really what he should have done from day one, okay. leaned into just, I'm going to learn how to fight. But he did. That would have been so, really yeah. good. Or do anything. Well, yes. He he can swing a hammer. <laughs> I mean, now, but he only did that because he needed a job. That yeah. wasn't like a passion of his. He you just really think I'm standing up for him? No, I just look <laughs> so sad for Xander. Oh God. Guys, guess what happened? What if they got a date? No, I did. Strike to claim it. A strike to claim it. And I do wonder if Buffy was like, do you remember that Amanda girl that used to be at school and dropped out? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I have this secret potential training too. camp she at my house. <laughs> if you want to come give them lessons. Oh, yeah. Geez. We need more teachers. Oh, my God. Any teachers. We need any teachers. Oh, uh, are you telling me that Giles, Spike, and Buffy are not the perfect <laughs> teacher trio? I am losing faith in our man Giles. Oh I my gotta God. say, tell me about it. This was not a good look for him this week. The KO list is so long. Um, <laughs> I also like with this. I love that again because it feels like season two where we're like back in the alleyways in this fake ass restaurant mm-hmm. and we're at the Espresso Bean or whatever it's called, Coffee Bean. What is it? Espresso, Espresso pump. pump. The pump. Um, what happened to the corporate side of town with 500,000 people in it and the pulsating clubs and no, no, probably no. all the chain restaurants? So that's no, no, where no. you would go. Like, really, that's where this. Mm-hmm. Type I of town want to would go, go to Chili's. Where's the Chili's? It could be just a, like a, a, a mini chain, but it would be it would be there. 
with the clubs. It's where did that go? It's almost like it was there for one episode and it'll never be seen again. (laughs) Almost. Almost Almost like that. (laughs) Finally, about Robin and Buffy. I it sounds so wrong saying Robin. I still want to call him Principal Robin Wood, but it's just it takes too long. Yeah. I mean in the plot, I just referred to him as Principal Wood the entire time. I did not use his first name. Me too. Back to Principal Wood and Buffy. Principal Wood. Yep. She, Buffy, is very okay with Robin's maneuvering of her and his life and this whole situation. He admits to her that I maneuvered you into that role and I've been, you know, maneuvered myself into this principal position on top of the Hellmouth. <laughs> How do you get these screenshots? Oh. You just like, are you just like, pause, 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 pause? Perfect. Yeah, you just, just move forward to grab it. <laughs> But, like, you even to clock it. Like, as I'm watching this episode, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would have noticed. Like, there's this frame where Buffy just like, <laughs> yeah. like, well, the a frame before it, I, a, I deleted. Ew, why would you say that? Well, I deleted it, the one where she's actually eating. She, her, like, whole tongue is out. She's, like, uh, attacking it. But I was like, that's maybe a little too gross. Well, <laughs> it is a really big piece. Now that it's yeah. again in my mind, I did pay. a whole slice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she committed. She, yeah, Robin Wood was not going to cut her a little piece so that she could take dainty bites. No. Like, That's oh, another no. rule of straight dating. You gotta order straight cute food. <laughs> cute food. Oh my god, that might be the best thing I've ever had in my mouth. Isn't it good? Yes. I think we talked about that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. Got That was not cute food. Something that you definitely don't eat with your hands, mm-hmm. and there's only a little bit of. Well, and you can eat in small bites. Yes. You're yes. not like eating spaghetti. Or, or you could cut or that pear up. You don't have to feed her yeah, an entire Yeah, absolutely. Pear, really. He did not feed her cute so food. Maybe that was it wasn't his bad. A, not, a, not a date. Then that's more uh, evidence for Not a date. I know. Not a date. Anyway, He's Robin basically says, I've manipulated your whole life okay. for the last six months. They're sharing. They are sharing a dessert. <laughs> that's not a professional Fair enough. move. What do you mean? As in a, Not a professional move. If you went out to dinner with date. your colleague, would you eat no. a dessert oh, together? Oh, oh, I was like, would you eat off their fork like that? Would no, you let all, your coworker Becky feed you a slice of pear? You're right. You're right. I just, I, you gotta throw Becky like, in here. Why are you throwing Becky in the Eating. <laughs> Sorry, Becky. <laughs> yeah, Becky, if you're listening, hey. <laughs> Why are you throwing Becky in here? Oh God, <laughs> Jesus. I don't even, does it matter? Why is Buffy not freaked out by the fact that this man's been controlling her life, kind of, in a way? Uh, Because she didn't have to say yes. I think that's really it. (laughs) (laughs) She could have not taken the job. I think she's also intrigued. I think she's also intrigued by those kind of things. Mm -hmm. It's fine. She rolls with the punches so well. Because, yeah, I mean, I thought it would get a lot more, like, when he started going on about it, I thought that was going to be, like, a point of tension between them but it wasn't so mm. i'm sure she's just kind of like okay you're here for your shit i'm here too you got me here obviously you know who i am so i think for buffy it would almost line up like okay you wanted me here you know that i want to be here so now we're good we're on the same page awesome mm-hmm. plus i think she is really kind of blown away by the whole reveal right like oh my god you, you're the son of job. a slayer what the fuck yeah. yeah yeah so i get it she gets a pass still i don't know this guy with his maneuvers and you with your Becky's <laughs> maneuver. <laughs> now, if Xander was saying shit like that, yeah, then that's when Ashanti needs to run because now I would be scared. I've maneuvered you into this hardware store, Ashanti. <laughs> your kayak, your love of kayaks and, and rivers. Oh, that was me. 
That was me. <laughs> I planted the seed. I Five dropped the travel brochures. <laughs> I undug the seal of Janzlethar. <laughs> undug. Uh, we're going to be covering it up. <laughs> well, that's oh, what we he did. did right? Yeah, with the sisters of Derek. Who undug yeah. the seal it. of Janzlethar? God damn it. Six inches of dirt. I know. Why did they not cover it in concrete? Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wait, so Xander helped undig the seal of Janzlethar? He I must so. have. He had. Yeah, I mean, he it was, was down him, there, right? It was him, Andrew, Buffy, and no, and no, they, they covered it up, but he went down right. to the second. Well, that's location. what she's saying. Undig yeah. to undig something yeah. would be to I, cover it up. I, I, well, okay, but did he? Well, Xander covered it, but did she have it uncovered before that's they went down I mean. there? Did Xander oh, help gotcha. her dig it back up? Yeah, because I feel like he did. He, I feel like he he's did. very dumb. He's so he's dumb. Very dumb. And in this he's episode. like, is this still foreplay? Is this still foreplay? <laughs> She's brought out the shovel. He keeps reaching for his phone. I don't know if I should text Willow yet. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to wait. Okay. Keep digging? Yeah, sure. Sure. It <laughs> sure, seems sure. weird. Whatever. Do you want to talk about my other exes? This one time I was dating this woman named Cordelia, and she uh, fell down this hole because I was making out with my friend <laughs> while- uh, My we gay friend. Together. My gay yeah, friend. She's gay Who I'm now. texting. Don't worry about her. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. It, she was a woman, though. I'm not gay yet. Yeah, right. <laughs> not until later today. <laughs> Oh, fucking hell. Well, you could okay. also tell her about Impata. You can tell her about, you know, the pretty much. Oh, yeah, I mean, Impata. That was the other of, demon. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lots of them, yeah. This okay. other woman, uh, she loved me so much she'd kiss people to death <laughs> just to stay with me. <laughs> and she was my teacher, so it was super weird. Buffy has a date. Willow's been completely making out with this girl. Hey, Xander's out with some hardware store whore. Date Fest 2003. Oh, God, okay. Um... Reasonable or ridiculous? Are you ready? <laughs> Is it time? So ready. Are you ready for this? Ridiculous. <laughs> Definitely. Things have been a little ridiculous. I feel the like you're going to say that way. slice of pear that Robin Wood tried to mm. be Buffy, ridiculous. Absolutely large. ridiculous. <laughs> large, <laughs> one might say. <laughs> okay, reasonable or ridiculous? Keeping an incriminating collection of weapons in your office at a public school. Reasonable or ridiculous, Deja? Uh Reasonable. Clearly, he's got some slayering type stuff to do at the school, which is placed over a hell of mouth. This can be achieved with exactly one weapon. Daniel, reasonable or ridiculous that we have what a collection of, of, of weapons. What weapon? Any weapon. Pick one. You don't need a menagerie. I think he does. Again, hell mouth. True. Daniel, reasonable or ridiculous. It's completely reasonable. He keeps them safe back there. Oh, no! He's got, he's got them no! all hanging up so nicely. And it's behind a mm-hmm. whiteboard. If Buffy opened that up, she would say, oh, look, he's really thinking about the teachers and all their planning and all that jazz. But she wouldn't know. She wouldn't know to pull it up. Come on. They're safe. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's too easily found. I think someone could discover Whatever. I don't... Someone could. Buffy was close. She was opening it. She could have figured it out. Well, she would have opened it and saw the whiteboard. (laughs) Why do we think that his (laughs) knife was bloody? Was he out killing a a demon? Yeah, demon, right? Because it wouldn't have been a vampire. Right. Yeah, I don't know. If he was, that means one was pretty close to the campus. Otherwise, he like just brought his bloody knife from home again where it could have just stayed but no that's well fine. see again why he needs multiple knives maybe uh, he needs a little oh. knife maybe he needs a big knife maybe he needs a throwing knife maybe he needs an axe an ice pick no <laughs> maybe he needs a cleaver to chop up some demon parts in the wood in the woods oh shit in the words of mr trick it's called an uzi a chump yeah hell yeah I- were you in the woods i was not in the woods his name is woods ah reasonable ridiculous Seemingly without explanation or authorization, an adult British man is able to abduct a girl from China without in- any impediment. Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous? I mean, it was 2003. 
<laughs> Ridiculous, I guess. 2003 is getting taking a lot of heat. Taking a lot of heat. This is. It's a bad year. It's a bad. <laughs> it was a more primitive time. <laughs> it really was. Doing a reasonable ridiculous that an adult British man is able to abduct a Chinese girl without any problems. It has to be ridiculous. I mean, you just you you can't just steal people from <laughs> you can't from, just you steal just, people. You can't just take them away, and they have no. They're not talking to each other. She has no understanding no. of what's happening here. He just no. he just trafficked a girl. I mean, that's really what it is. And just like with the Kennedy stuff, we just have to call it's dark. Call it what it is. Trafficking. Human trafficking. <laughs> Giles has participated, and by extension, everyone in this house mm-hmm. has participated in human trafficking. Absolutely. Okay. Finally, reasonable or ridiculous. Reading the microwave manual to program the microwave. Stacia, reasonable or ridiculous. I had to read the microwave manual to program our microwave, so I'm going to say reasonable. Our microwave is ridiculous as far as programming because there's only one button. There's only one button on it. So what do you do? Yeah. It's tough. Daniel, reasonable or ridiculous? You know, sometimes it's it's hard to get those things to work. I mean, even with like a couple buttons or one button, you know, it just doesn't it doesn't feel as intuitive as, as you'd want it to be. So I think you feel like Andrew would know, but I'm going to believe that he's been trying to do it before he busted out the the mm. the book, you know. But I mean he, he trouble did, he did his own troubleshooting before he consulted But the Jonathan man. comes in to be like, you know, I've been watching you and I know you didn't even try. There's what a button called clock you? setting. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. So, so I I have to lean back on the old RTFM read the fucking manual. Mm. That's like an old computer programming line because often with IT anything, if you just look at the goddamn instructions or yeah. try even a little, you will figure it out. So yeah. I think Andrew's in the right here. I, I, I'm going to say, Daniel, I agree that you he tried. We didn't see that scene because it wasn't as exciting or exhilarating that. as the following scene. But he did try. <laughs> and then Jonathan just came in hot. Well, I mean, also the first is making a lot of assumptions that he was trying this at the clock and he wasn't looking for other information. That's right. Amen. He was kind of just reading Amen. the index. He was just saying clock setting, comma, the, or whatever. Mm-hmm. That doesn't necessarily mean that's what he was trying to. You know what? This first, not a great guy. Kind of a jerk. I'm good now. And when the fight is over, I'm going to pay for killing Jonathan. You're going to pay for more than that. You know why? Because the biggest, baddest, first evil in the world's angry with you. Okay. Holy shit. Let's move on. Uh, We're Real Podcast. You can find us everywhere. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Wow, that's just turning into one word and it's getting less and less precise every time. Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram. Tumblr. We also have a website, beatmepod.wordpress.com, that contains all kinds of notes about our podcast here and references that we might use during the show. You know, very handily, very concise, very nice. Uh, I bet some Ashanti stuff, maybe. Who knows? Who knows? you got to go there to find out because, mm. you know, what else is on the website that you can find while you're there is a link to a Spotify playlist that I put together for everyone. It yeah. contains all music in the show Buffy the Vampire Slayer that's available on Spotify as well as all music in our show If the Apocalypse Comes to Me that's available on Spotify. But if you don't feel like going to the website and clicking on the link, you can go straight to Spotify and search for Beat Me hyphen fun time playlist for podcast fans season seven. You know what? It's less fun now. It's less fun because you're good at it. <laughs> it's two weeks in a row. Uh, professional Can podcaster. Can you keep the streak? Can professional you podcaster. keep the streak? Okay. I think it's time that we yell about some stuff. Are you ready? I'm so ready. Hey! You're not, not the first. What? Anya said you were the first. Said you were evil. You're supposed to be all... go-throughable. Then what the hell did you tackle me for, you Burke? What's that supposed to do? I, uh... I didn't think of that. More importantly, you just hit me. Why didn't your chip go off? 
Yeah, well... Well, uh... I like the insult, Burke. I don't know what it means, but Giles calls someone, you Burke. Spike. And- I got you. Spike. Yeah. Oh, yes. Inform me, please. It is a Cockney rhyming slang. It is from oh. uh, a shortening of Berkeley Hunt, which is a prominent hunt that happens at Berkeley Castle in Gloucestershire. And it basically just means cunt. Um, it's used oh. in the UK, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, everywhere where you think. Synonymous with cunt, but um, is now sort of like an endearing sort of thing, more like a fool, prat, or a twit. Thank you, Wiktionary, gotcha. for your information. Mm. But yeah, I love it. Yep, That's definitely in courtesy of Jane. She's used that insult before. Has she? Yeah, Giles calls Wesley a Burke, I believe, mm. because she's a big Anglophile. Mm. But Whatever. it's great. I love the way that Giles delivers it, too. Whatever. Yeah. It's just Wait, so... Whatever. We're saying good call. <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> if you didn't say it, that was my first one I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you tackle me, you Burke? Okay. Daniel? Uh, this show has officially doubled... We didn't bring this up, but has officially doubled down that these four motherfuckers are the final people in the Slayer line. Uh, we know that that's not true because, I mean, Jonathan says it now. The first, as we just said, not very good, not very smart, not very good at this job. <laughs> but they're implying that these people, again, we've lost Lizzie McGuire's friend. We've lost Felicia Day. We've lost people. <laughs> but yet these four, including our Chinese friend, they're the only ones left. And I think that the show shouldn't say things like that. And Jane, that is the only blemish on a perfect script, is that you were forced to put that bullshit into this. Hate it. Well, here's the thing. David Solomon was not kidding last week when he said we could not afford them because no, I, Lizzie McGuire's yeah, friend sure. is still there. Felicia Day is still there. We just can't see them on screen because they're too expensive. But they will be back. I believe next episode okay. we get the whole roster back. So, But you're right. <laughs> These three are the three. I wonder how they decide who's going to be. Like Kennedy, clearly. Kennedy's going to be there. She's going to be there from now until forever, which I will say, side note, didn't hate her. Didn't hate her in this episode. She, totally she didn't say anything. <laughs> Look, the facts are the facts. She was on the screen and I didn't hate her. So <laughs> I'm counting that as a win for Kennedy. Hey, there you go. But yeah, so the Kennedy will be low. there every time. And then we'll have a revolving cast of whatever two people we could afford that week. Sure, so sure. we'll see. Uh, Xander's out with some hardware store whore. <laughs> Anya, every line Anya said in this so episode. So good. It's fucking perfect. So good. Just, My slut so ate her. The slut ate him or whatever. Ate her up. Yeah. And Will is like, the slut eat didn't up. eat her up. <laughs> I can't believe Buffy hasn't brought him home yet. His slut ate him up. His slut didn't eat him up. <laughs> and then at the end when he comes back and she's like, is he fine? Yeah. Damn him. <laughs> Everything. Just so many funny lines. This episode. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. Anyway, sure. Oh, um, I don't know why, but it really tickled me when Buffy said free range spike. Like I just oh. pictured him in like a set of 12 in a little <laughs> egg carton, <laughs> like free range eggs. Is <laughs> oh running around. Yeah. Is that what Amazing. chickens sound like? Yeah, <laughs> that's exactly what chickens sound like. Go <laughs> 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 Okay. Damn. Do we know how the wire works? When do we kill Buffy? Are you wearing a wire? That was crazy, right? That he's having a conversation with no one and yet she can hear what's going on. So I think, and this is what I tried to point out in the plot, is that she can hear him talking. She can't hear the responses until the first decides. Oh. Um, 
it wants them all to hear because then she's like, oh, I can hear something. And then she's like, that's coming from everywhere. Right. So she wasn't hearing Jonathan. She was I don't, just hearing him yeah, talk. Because <laughs> afterwards, Xander, or not Xander, Andrew had to clarify. Yeah. That's gotcha. what he wanted me to do. That's what he said. Well, it was it was unclear, though, because there's a scene yeah. before she's like, oh, I think I can hear now, where she just throws the headphones off. Yeah. Yeah. Because she's like, ah, I'm scared. And then she puts them back on. And then she's like, oh, wait, now I can hear. So I was like, what did she freak out about? Yeah. Um. So, yeah, if she couldn't hear Jonathan, so that's why it's unclear. But I think you're right. I think there, there might have been one line where, oh, suddenly I can hear Jonathan. That's why she freaks out. Mm-hmm. And then she can hear everyone. Yeah, that's wild. Whatever. That's wild. I feel like you don't even need to do the wire thing. You could just like go upstairs and put your ear on the vent and just like listen. <laughs> this was know. so much kit to trot out for this it one was. thing. So I was really kit. surprised. Who had the kit? <laughs> I mean, I, mean, I guess it would Well, there's a hacker, guys. She just, like, has technology. She's so good at everything, except for when it counts. Okay. Anyway, yeah, sorry, Daniel. Did you have nope. anything else to no, add no, to that's that? wild. Uh, oh, yeah, we already talked. Confidentially, a lot of her people are murderers. It's <laughs> just, like, another fantastic line. Um, confused, but sort of randomly observant. That's what Xander says about Ashanti. That, I feel like he was speaking directly to me. Mm. And he summed up my entire life in one sentence. And I was... <laughs> called out and upset i'm sorry you were so seen by xander 20 years ago yeah so seen 2003 thank you anyway (laughs) (laughs) um in that cute scene in season two when buffy and willow are gossiping buffy's sitting on the arm of the couch and she fully has her outside boots on the couch seat and i'm just like losing my mind over it who does this? That's the couch your mother died on. Show some yeah. goddamn respect. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Too soon. <laughs> yeah, too soon. <laughs> I'm sorry. It gotta be real. <laughs> goddamn. God, I never should have gone in wired. Redemption is hard. Um, what is her name? Chow Ann? Chow Ann? Yeah. Uh, she... Mm-hmm. Said like many like many from Asia, I am lactose intolerant. I'm very uncomfortable. That was all of that was very funny. Um, mm-hmm. She was great in this episode, and I was like, "Is that true?" And it turns out to be very true. So, mm-hmm. yeah, ninety percent of South Asians, particularly in Malaysia, are lactose intolerant. Um, an old study, and they're trying. It's like slowly changing in China, but it was ninety two percent of people were lactose Damn. intolerant, and uh, across the world, it's seventy five percent. Of people yeah. are lactose mm-hmm. intolerant, which is wild. And it's pretty much just, you know, genes being able to take in, you know, the protein and all that kind of stuff. You just didn't need it in, you know, places that had, you know, near the equator or whatever. So, yeah, like there's only 5% of Northern Europeans are lactose intolerant because they were just chugging milk in the snow <laughs> for years. Um, and weird. you just don't have to do that in other parts of the world, so. <laughs> you don't have to do that. It's I mean, that's uh, what they weird think. that we can't digest milk that wasn't made for us, but for baby animals. Mm-hmm. It's wild. So they've been trying mm-hmm. to change it. So now it's like about like forty percent of people of like kids, uh, like eleven. It said like eleven to thirteen. Like forty percent can't like um, are, are lactose intolerant. So it is like changing, but they still don't know how you know if it's going to start to over time. Is it going to come back or is it not? But. You know, obviously, like China's way richer today than they were in even 2003. So they are definitely more of a milk place uh, today than they were back then. So we'll see what happens in 100,000 years. So stay tuned for the lactose intolerance. Stay tuned. (laughs) (laughs) Buffy turns 40. Oh, God. Mm. Oh, yeah. We'll trot this out. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see this show again. Buffy turns 4,000. Yes. 
Damn, Buffy turns 4,000. Oh, my God. Or Buffy slays We get Sarah Michelle Gellar on the show to be like, wow, that just really makes me feel so old when I think about filming Buffy 4,000 years ago. (laughs) (laughs) I I like the thing that you... I like that you think we'll have the clout in 4,000 years. Oh, Why not? SMG. That's a we lot of will. time to become famous. <laughs> we will. Listen, we're ahead of the we're ahead of the curve. When everyone is a, just like a sentient glass of milk, they're going to they're going <laughs> to see us as ahead of the curve here. So, instead oh of being God. like almost 100% of people are lactose intolerant, we'll be like almost 100% of people are lactose. <laughs> just literally milk. <laughs> Or butter. <laughs> have become. They have become lactose. Oh, God. Um, Coming to you live from our milk glasses. <laughs> this is going really south. Say another yelling. What she say? She's grateful to be in a land of plenty. I, uh, but uh, see, I don't have anything funny to say. I just wanted to say D.B. Woodside, great actor. Holy mm. shit. When he said thank you at the end of the episode, uh-huh. I was like, oh, my God. That dude just did that so good. Uh. I'll take some of your questions now. Yes, Ian. Mr. President, how certain are you that the crisis is, in fact, over? So you, you didn't hire me for my counseling skills? They're valuable, too. Well, based on the intelligence that I've seen, I can say with full confidence, Ian, that the worst has passed. See, when I was a little boy, my mother was one. The one, actually. The Slayer. Your mother... Wow, I... I I didn't know that any Slayers had children. Well, I don't know of any others. She was killed when I was four. I still remember her, but it's a little fuzzy, you know? Um, something got her, a demon. A vampire. And oh man, I went through this whole avenging sun phase in my 20s, but I never found them. So now I just dust as many of them as I can find, figure eventually I'll get them. That's probably why we got jumped outside. I'm not very popular with the bumpy foreheaded crowd, and I bet you aren't either. No, not most of them. <laughs> yes, Andrea. Robin, sir. Robin, yes, Robin. I'm sorry. It's been a, it's been a very long day. And you know who I am. You're the Slayer. Right. Okay. Um. So I'm guessing that you don't work in an office 15 feet above the Hellmouth because you enjoy educational administration. Mm. Well, I actually do enjoy the work, but. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Please, go ahead. Mr. President, there are several thousand Muslim Americans still being held in detention facilities across the country. What's going to happen to these people? I've already directed Homeland Security to begin dismantling these detention facilities. Uh, All detainees are to be released once the immediate crisis has passed. No, I don't have powers, no uh, super strength or mythic responsibilities. I'm just a guy with a few skills because her watcher took me in and raised me. Excuse me. Um, now that the crisis has passed, we will be um, we will be reviewing the uh, situation regarding individuals that we have in custody. The police of Sunnydale are deeply stupid. I'm sorry. I'm not. Uh, I'm not being very clear. Uh, let me say again regarding your question, Andrea. That uh, Robin. I'm sorry, Robin. Let me say again regarding regarding your question that the. Uh, the uh, detention facilities because that that that, that we will uh that uh, 
it, it, we, we're going to duck. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to clear this room. Please exit by the south door. I mean, that was like really, um, yeah, that face chills. That's a great, uh, word for it. And also, when he starts laughing after she's like, not for my counseling skills, oh, but, but then, twice. He, but then, <laughs> but then he like pulls it back and he's like, those are valuable too. Like, I just totally <laughs> felt that. Yeah. Poor Buffy, she gets it from him and yeah. early in the episode from Willow. Like, mm-hmm. what, I remember when she said something about being a counselor, she's like, <laughs> oh, yeah, no, you, uh, <laughs> kids, they need you. They love you. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> oh, getting a promotion. That's what it was. She's like, yeah. he might be wanting to take me out to talk about a promotion. He's like, ah, ha, ha. oh, uh, I'm going to keep putting away these socks forever <laughs> because I'm in hell in a cycle stuck here in stasis where I just put away socks for the next 20 eight, or 4,000 years. Because That's that's because she lives in Hollywood. And, I'll, and they had, you know, at least they didn't have her mangle a shirt. I appreciate that because she was like balling. My socks. favorite is when they mangle towels. Like the easiest thing to fold is just a flat <laughs> square. And, and they just it. do not know. They get halfway through folding it and then they just bunch it up and throw it down <laughs> and then pick it back up. And then do it again. Yeah. The never ending towel basket. So good. Okay. Um, I hated that. I'm pretty sure it was Giles. I didn't write it down. It said the word gunplay. Oh, yeah. I didn't like that. Giles. I didn't like that at all. It felt like something coming out of Riley's mouth. Stop it, Giles. Yeah, sorted <laughs> chaos and something gunplay, yeah. yeah. What was his deal this episode? Why was he so mad at everyone having a date? So fucking mad. I guess because he hasn't gotten laid in a while. Mm. Where's Olivia? He can't go to the espresso pump and sing. Where's Olivia? Um, Behind blue eyes. Exactly. We could. Should have been there. <laughs> well, Should've. if he didn't have to fight the first evil all by himself because his charges are all losers. He's the only one doing Flighty children. Oh yeah, he said primal evil in this episode, the first original primal evil, and then I was like, he said that before, and then in Restless he says, (laughs) fighting some primal evil that's comeback seeking. I'm not sure what, but Willow looked through their chronicles from some something of a warrior beast, you know? Right. I've got to warn Buffy. There's every chance she might be next. Okay, um, I will also scream just to shut her up. And try not to bleed on my couch. I've just had it steamed clean. No wait. And the first slayer comes in and cuts his fucking head off. Anyway, Fantastic. or his scalp. Just cut that whole thing out. Fantastic. <laughs> cut, cut a grim floor. <laughs> I've Googled till I just can't Google no more. He's not in there. At the espresso pump, which I didn't know what it was when they were when we were first there, but uh, there's a cool shot of stuff on the wall. So we are going to talk about the Ooh. stuff on the wall. If you want to see the photo, you can go to our website and see that. But um, <clears throat> yeah, there's on the clock, there is a sticker that says wheels.com. And it's a real website. And when I went to it, the first oh. thing I saw was David Hasselhoff. He is, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting that. It is an online casino. <laughs> It's an online casino oh. website, bizarre, definitely a Hasn't place Hasn't explained where anything about- I have no idea. So we have wheels.com, and it, they, they spell it out like a sort of like a Price is Right wheel type of thing. So it's definitely oh. like a casino type, okay. a ton of different games to play, but to me it looks very scammy. Um, there is a Lost, 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 Lost sticker all over the place. Uh, lost Enterprises is a real place, or sorry, real uh, company. It is like a surf brand. So they're still in business. You can still 
buy stuff from them. I think they do snowboarding and skating, you know, all, all that kind of stuff, but uh, they are an actual brand. There is a Yeah, we've sticker. used um, Lost oh. Stickers mm. a lot, sorry, in the in this uh, whole series, throughout the whole series. They also briefly had a line of uh, energy drinks. Oh, wow. That was how I knew them. Wow. So, anyway, yeah. Wow. Um, where meth goes, violence and destruction follow. That seems very oh. end of its time. Mm-hmm. So there's a sticker that says that. So already Sunnydale getting in deep, which I would excuse them. They live in a pretty high pressure place. So I feel like <laughs> the do. meth might help, you know, either or calm down really or get right to the situations. right level. Get to the level, <laughs> yeah. though. And then finally. It's not me. <laughs> yeah. It's that or a red eye. Oh, yeah, yeah yep. one of the two. Or both, you know. Uh mm-hmm. There are two big maps that I can straight up see. Uh, to the right of the clock is a freshwater boating guide from the Southern California mm-hmm. Marine Association Incorporated. And then nice. the one to the left, like far left, um, is the only one that I can, I think I can read Torrance, California Torrance. Um, so it mm-hmm. might just be like a city map of Torrance. Can't really tell. So anyways, then we zoom out and everything is then blurry. And obviously Ashanti walks in, so we're just... We're with her at that point. The wall is dead to the us. The wall is dead that. to us. Yep. Yeah, Torrance High is where they shot the Sunnydale High. Yeah, scenes, so there you so. go. Or at least the original Sunnydale High until they got kicked right. out for the graduation. But that might be some fun stuff they had back in the day. Put it up yes. on the wall, you know? Yes. Um, I was going to scream about Giles, but I think I'll save that for the watches because I think that, Daniel, you might have something to say about that. Just a couple. Yeah, uh, this is not, it's just a stupid little line, but the dialogue's so good in this episode. I was mad that Robin says, when I was a little boy, my mother was a slayer. And it's like, you, she's still your mom. Like, I don't know. He could have just said my mother was a slayer. It made me really mad that he said when I was a little boy, my mother was. No, no, she just, your your mom was a slayer. You could just say your mom was a slayer. What do you mean when you were a little boy? She would have been a... What do you but mean? She wasn't I don't a get it anymore. He was because yeah. she was dead. Yeah. Yeah. What I heard was <laughs> my mom was a slayer when I was little, and then she died. When I was four, yeah. and I was yeah. raised by my watcher. Let's talk about that. Willow brought something to this house. Something good. Something you can use. The new microwave. The gun. imagine giles being an actual like would he take care of fucking buffy's dad (laughs) will he take care of willow (laughs) 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 will he inherit this fucking group of dawn (laughs) will he look after dawn at the very least like really is that because he doesn't seem like he's gonna do that no, we know the answer. The answer is absolutely fucking not. He's not going to provide any financial stability for these no, children, no, no, no. and he's not uh, certainly not going to take care of them because he fucked off the first chance he got. So, he's like, uh, you know what? You guys don't need me anymore. Bye, Buffy Dead. Fine, fuck you. I'm sure you'll be fine, Don, as a ward of the state, or who fucking knows? Let these lesbians take care of you. Doesn't matter. Not my problem. Bye. My Slayer's dead. <laughs> it's fucking... I think, but it's that, fine because he came that. back, and now he's judging everyone for their choices. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's all I needed. I to hope. Do. In the spinoff or the prequel, sequel, whatever, whenever it happens. And if we do Nikki Wood, I hope we get to meet the watcher, her watcher, because I hope that he is. And I hope they realize he sounds like a stand up dude. I want to know more about that guy. Totally. Because Giles. His name is is like Crowley or something. Don't say that. Not all British people are named Crowley. (laughs) 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 They definitely go into it in the comics. So Um, who's your turn? Oh, yeah. Uh, Because my yelling 
uh, was stupid. Oh yeah, it made me really mad. <laughs> um, <laughs> I guess these two are related, but when Xander yells, it just can't keep happening. And then at the and then at the end when he's like, "I'm going gay, gay me up," in that whole speech, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, and then Will yeah, was just like, "I don't, I don't know what." I don't know how to instruct you. <laughs> I'm not ready to be an elder gay. <laughs> Andrew just being like, oh, Captain Archer. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I'm going gay. I've decided I'm turning gay. Willow, gay me up. Come on, let's gay. What? You heard me. Just tell me what to do. I- I'm mentally undressing Scott Bakula right now. That's a start, isn't it? <sighs> Captain Archer. Come on, let's get this gay show on the gay road. Help me out here. What if you just start attracting male demons? <laughs> Clem always liked you. Serve you right. Children, enough. Uh, did you guys catch the real blood on the fucking seal of Danthazar? Yes. Like, uh, Jonathan's Not anemic. Not CG blood. Jonathan's anemic sludge is gone. Uh, whatever the fuck is on his hands. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, apparently we were like, yeah, we can really throw it on. An actual, you know, you can tell it's so weird. Like, this is an actual piece of art that they made and mm-hmm. what came before was gen- was all I think CG it might have been all CG I don't know because yeah. this looks so different so I don't know yeah I don't know I, don't, I can't remember if the original one was a, a practical proper or not but this definitely is which is so nice so nice I how fucking damning is this that one drop essentially of Xander's real mm. fake blood oh I know opens the, the, the seal enough for an arm to pop out and the entirety of Jonathan's blood was not he's enough. Guy. What the fuck? He's just a little guy. I know guy. he's a little guy. <laughs> he must have been God. really anemic. <laughs> so, what the f- oh my Very God. weird, yeah. I'm little. I don't have as much blood as other people. Also, we're so lucky that um, Ashanti only stabbed him lightly <sighs> and didn't know. just like fully Lop disembowel him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, well it was good. really close. That gut wound, like I mentioned, I was like, man, he could really just like Part of it could just pop out. Just yeah, like, but I think he she only stabbed him like mm-hmm. an inch or something. Oh, yeah. It was like the it tiniest, like a light slicing. This must have been her first bloodletting because you really, like, you do want to do, I would assume, more shallow cuts, but just like more of them. Wasn't I would that, just, didn't a monster on the show say that? Yeah. Shallow cuts. Yeah. Shallow cuts. Before I was the slayer, I was. Well, I, I don't want to say shallow, but. Oh, it's the doc when he's bleeding yeah, dawn. That's right. Yeah, yeah. The gift. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Duh. Do you just want a couple of drops at a time or do you just want a torrent of blood? Because if you do chop off the fucking head, disembowel, cut him right across <laughs> yeah. the yeah. thing, let Fair all enough. the blood and guts yeah, yeah. fall. Like, that's the best you can do. You have all the blood now here. Why yeah. suspend? Put him on the ground and just fucking start stabbing the shit out of him. <laughs> The blood is going right into the seal. God, think about this. Okay, it's the ceremony. Seriously. Yeah, when you suspend him directly over the seal, he can just bleed right down. Throw him on the seal, I'm, slit his fucking throat. I love that Daniel is like, I <laughs> hate this. I would absolutely never sacrifice <laughs> someone like this. Flip this the is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah. Ashanti, I'm time. ashamed. I'm ashamed for Ashanti. I mean, it cost her her life. I think she would be ashamed too. If she <laughs> sure. went back and replayed it, she would say, should have went for the throat. Ashamed tea. Ashamed. Ashamed. <laughs> 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 so sorry. That's a shame to Sequoia Douglas to you. Got to do it. Got to do it. Got to do it.
Don just opens the front door and waits. That is her strategy. I just gonna stand here until Xander and or Buffy show up. The end. With the door open. Not that like bad things are constantly coming after us or anything. I mean, okay, why would having the door open and being look looking out of it bad if a bad thing is coming now you've got a warning? Also, they all knew that Xander was in danger, so they're clearly waiting for him to come back and they're not just like awake and staring out at the empty porch for no reason. It's so late. 2 a.m. is so late. When did they start their fucking date? How long did it take them? I guess they did have to undig or whatever the seal of Dazzlethar, but like it seems so late. How late did Buffy and were Buffy and Wood out? That restaurant had to have closed at 10 p.m. at max. I'm I'm saying 10 p.m. for their fancy friend's restaurant. It's a weekday. It's a school. Well, night. they had to get to the school. They yep. had to kill Lissa. They had to cut Xander down. They had to bandage his gut wound. And they had to go home. I don't know. I don't and it's it. probably Dawn exaggerating because she's small. <laughs> she's two. It's she's way not. past her bedtime. <laughs> she's small. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Daniel? Oh, uh, well, uh, I was going to ask you guys, have you guys ever drank a glass of warm milk to go to sleep? No, that's such a thing. I mean, cocoa, maybe. I did that once. It gave me an upset stomach. Oof, yeah. Awful. It sounds miserable. <laughs> Hot milk. It did not help me go to sleep. Cocoa, okay, but just straight up milk, never once. And that's such a thing on TV and movies. It really is. But I feel like it's also an oldie timey thing. It I don't is. know anyone. Yeah, like put a little bit of milk a poppy in that and you'll sleep Ooh. real good. Oh, there we go. Now we're cooking. <laughs> That's what you and want. Drug it. Bring We're out in. the opium. Just yeah, yeah, just add in a couple of drops. <laughs> I don't have anything else to say. I already used my golden nugget of I don't like that Robin said when I was a little boy. So it's <laughs> back wow. to you, Daniel. Just shining content. <laughs> Everyone will remember that. Well, this last one is a really a doozy. Um, Scott Bakula, he's uh, known for Quantum Leap, obviously right. Captain Archer on Star Trek Enterprise, which was airing at this time, and yeah. uh, NCIS New Orleans. If you're an NCIS fan. He was on oh. it for like 11 years or some shit like that. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. I think it, 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 the show just ended. I think it was 2014 to 2021. So, so back to Los Angeles? Nope. Is New that? Orleans. Uh, Los oh, Angeles no, is ending as well, I'm, I, I believe I heard. But New Orleans, I think, ended last year, a year or two ago. But the Los Angeles one must have been the OG one, I think, right? No, no. The OG one is NCIS. Oh, goddamn. Los Angeles so is the one with Ice-T. And someone else, some white guy. It's Ice Ice T's on that show too, wasn't he on Law and Order? It's Ice T, right? Or is it LL Cool J? I think it's Ice T. It's LL Cool J. It's LL Cool J. It's absolutely. And Ice T is on Law and Order, right? I can't. I don't watch any of them. Wow. Yeah, you both are just avid NCIS. Talk to my mom. Watchers. Then my dad. My dad. I was trying to remember all the other initials, and I can't. NCIS, L A S V U, S V U, Criminal Intent. Jag. <laughs> I know. You guys are huge fans. Okay. Oh, my God. Daniel, please update us on the watch so we can move on with our lives. I oh. want to learn about Buffy's personality. Yeah, please I can't wait us. to share every every bit of it. <laughs> Xander Construction Outfit Watch. I, I gave it a sort of. He's at the tool demo the, day. and We're at the tool demo day. He has safety glasses on. Does he? he? Yeah. And I almost he, put that in the plot because I was like, where is he? <laughs> oh, he's at the Home Depot. <laughs> yeah, there were sparks. So that's good enough. That guy me. was cutting that metal pole forever. Whatever tool he was using to cut through that metal pole sucked. I just got to say. 
Hmm. Well, that's so good to know that Tool doesn't have Kelly's um, seal, of, seal approval. of approval. Take that, 2003. Seal that of Danzelthar. The seal of Danzelthar. <laughs> Does not beat me approved. Do not do not get it. Um, Maroon Jacket Watch slash Anya Belt Alert. As I've noted, I've given up on this. I do not care. But Anya sweater had like a sheep on it or like the a poodles. swan or a poodle. Okay, it's a poodle. So there's a poodle on the top left. Makes mm-hmm. sense. Bottom right. Makes sense. And then in the middle of the low back. Yeah. Makes no sense. Do not approve. It covers up the tattoo or something, you know. Distracts the Middle the of the eye. low back. What is the sheep? Oh, you got me saying it. The poodle. Why? Why? Why not? It would it be better if it was in the middle of the middle back? No, it doesn't go on the back at all. No, it's sitting all. down. Sitting down, you're gonna feel it back there. You got a poodle lump in your back. Your yeah, well, lump. you make sacrifices for beauty, mm. for fashion. Anyway, for fashion. Yes. No belt though. Dawn's piercing scream. No, I don't think we got one. Nope. Chips ahoy. Yes, there was a choice. 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 Free range spike. Of course, mm-hmm. and re- refer to it as a muzzle. So, yeah, we kind of like this is the end, hopefully, of the fucking chip forever. Uh, little is we bad. See. Do we even fight vampires anymore? Yeah, we do. Yeah. We get ambushed in an alleyway where there's a French restaurant. And we obviously get the, <laughs> the we didn't even talk about it, but the absolutely insane and incredible work of one Giles um, drawing all these amazing cards. So, so funny. So I, funny. I like to believe that he made the vampire specifically an angel's image because it definitely gives me. You think so? Stay figure angel oh, vibes. Yeah. I mean, oh, it makes on. me think of Dracula. Mm, yeah, no, there's no long flowing hair. Come but on. But the widow's sure. peak. Yeah, angel, right? But oh, I mean, maybe he doesn't have that. No, he doesn't have a widow's right. peak. Mm. Okay. Maybe That's he's thinking of someone else. It's a willow's yeah. peak. Mm. <laughs> Buffy has a personality. Okay. Yes. Yes. Yay! Boring Buffy stuff still makes an appearance. It was wrong. Faith would joke. You know, she's said that to her before. Uh, and you can't be Naughty. evil by doing evil. So so boring Buffy is still here. But she also likes reality shows about millionaires, which is definitely Joe Millionaire. Um, she knows about a bidet. So somewhere in her travels. <laughs> yeah, bidet of evil. Fuck. She's tired over angels. I assume it's going to be angel stories about living through the Industrial Revolution. So she does actually actively not like that. Right. Although I say as a historian adjacent person. This is invaluable information for historians, mm-hmm. and I really hope that he joins like a historical society in Los Angeles to like help. Also, like ten years older than you, right? Which is like a hundred years younger than your type. Yay! Someone who doesn't remember the Industrial Revolution. That's a plot line in True Blood. Bill Compton, Vampire Bill, doing the right thing, going to the daughters of the Revolution to be give firsthand accounts of the Civil War. Angel would never. That makes me feel good. Thank you. <laughs> Although he's on the wrong side of it. Um, they own a Philadelphia Flyers glass. Uh, they're a hockey team in the NHL. I don't know why they they have that. I, I there was I a Flyers that. glass in the episode? Yeah, oh, so right where he is, uh, Andrew. Oh, yeah, that is. Right there. The ass end of the logo. Wow. So, yeah, Philadelphia, L.A., or California. Weird. Um, she got laughed at, I said, about her counseling abilities. Um, and I said, which probably turned her into a future cop. And then I said, well, that didn't help, I guess, is what I'll say. Um, she does try to join the San Francisco PD, mm-hmm. I think, in season nine, right? Yeah. Yeah. If we fostered her counseling abilities, she wouldn't become a cop. Um, yeah. And then Andrew said that she has nice things. And I assume he's talking about her underwear. She has nice things. Show me. Well, I didn't take them, but there were thongs and regular underpants. Show me the gun. And But right. also in general. I mean, she probably has nice things in general. But... 
Just her But underwear. also specifically underwear. Specifically her underwear. <laughs> uh, De Hoffman Watch, no, uh, did I no, miss you anything? you forgot that she likes pears. See, that I did, she did? yeah. She likes pears. Mm-hmm. She likes brandy, yeah, apparently. Right. Or maybe she just likes it fed to her from Robin Wood. Could just maybe. be that. Maybe. Uh, De Hoffman Watch, no. He was not in this episode yeah, again. he wasn't. Big L for that guy. Most valuable weapon, Sunnydale cell phones. We get a text. I mean, I'm going to say yes because we get a text. We get a close-up shot of God, fucking the cell phone. But Same she once again did not Willow's calling. take mm-hmm. her phone. Yeah. So uh, another yeah. episode where she just didn't take her phone. You couldn't imagine that today, 20 years later. So... Um, although yeah. that was probably way more prevalent at the time, so it almost gets a pass. Michael Wicket, Amy Gothwatch. I said, yeah, and I'm going to give it a yes because of Ashanti. You got to give it up to her. She was trying. Oh, yeah. She was doing some cool stuff. Um, she seems like an independent demon, too. I kind of want to know more about how she even knew about the seal, why she's there. Yeah. I love this, like, mm-hmm. you need to choose which side you're on. I love that. Like, all the demons are just getting, like, a download, just like the potentials are. You know, like, hey, you're a potential. You should go to... California, don't ask any more questions. I wonder what the <laughs> the <laughs> demons are thinking. Like, the demon oh, version oh, is. What do, what, do, what, do you, what do we do, Bob? You I better find go... someone at a hardware store and kill them. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> to get on the evil side, whatever. Um, there's too many damn kids in the Summer's house. This is controversial, but I'm going to say no. We've mm-hmm. lost potentials. Obviously, we have not <laughs> lost them. But I said that we've hit capacity and we are now under capacity. So once Faith arrives and we find... Cockney girl and Lizzie McGuire's friend and, you know, whatever. <laughs> Felicia Day. <laughs> Once they show up, I said it could it could be worse. Let's just put it that mm-hmm. way. So and obviously worse. Spike is still here. He is not leaving either, which is good. Uh by the way, is Willow okay? No, absolutely not. She's making out with Kennedy. <laughs> she is not trying to hide it. Flaunting. Flaunting. <laughs> The way that I see it is that she's flaunting the lax police activity in Sunnydale. This is chilling. This is a place for predators to come and do anything they want because there's nothing stopping them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And Buffy is on the side. She is laughing about this. The trafficking of women. We're laughing at her. (laughs) I mean, Buffy is the law. It's chilling. It's chilling. I I have no words. Um, (laughs) Books a million. Yeah, we're doing research mainly on the computer. Uh, Kennedy is draped over Willow because, of course, that has to be the case. But there are open books and newspapers that no one's looking at because it's all about the Google. It's all about the Google. Streets ahead. Hell yeah. Alley, restaurant, teeming with vampires. How the fuck do these people get in? How is it so packed? Do they have to run through the vampires? Like, what are we doing? And then finally... (laughs) There That's is, part of the allure of the restaurant. I suppose you so. You work up an appetite by surviving. <laughs> <laughs> then we got this crazy shot that I tried to recreate. So I did go to about 20 different thrifty, thrifty wash locations looking for this thrifty wash oh my that they're driving through. So they're driving. I've got a shot of, of Robin Wood in the car with Buffy and Spike. And I have no idea where it is. As Willow said, I've Googled all I can Google. It's not there. And it's been 20 years, so, like, everything has just changed so much. I'm sure that this location's gone. But also, I couldn't just recreate this. I mean, this is definitely, like, a four-lane road. And a lot of the ones I went on to are just, like, off on the side streets. You know, which most laundromats, like, in Portland are. They're just kind of, like, kind of tucked away in a neighborhood. This one's on a busy street, and I just don't know what this street is. So, if anybody knows, tweet us. Uh, And then, finally, Giles Biggest K.O., uh, yes, he was uh, fucking decapitated straight up. So he should, he's dead. <laughs> Are we going to let this stand? I mean, the frame was the blade is here and the next frame is I'm grabbing it. 
I get out of here. Mm-hmm. I absolutely hate it. Uh, Josh- I love the seamless transition though between the previously on to the the episode we're currently mm. watching. I really liked that a lot. That was mm. very well done. Yeah, and then when he was decapitated, Ashanti at least got a little red um, drawing on her neck. This guy, they didn't even do it for him. So when his head was lopped off, <laughs> they didn't even try. He just did a little neck thing. So shows how much they cared. <laughs> insane. Giles whines. <laughs> For retribution after being tackled while monologuing. So that doesn't look really good. But that he must be used to being tackled while monologuing. So it's bullshit. Um, as we said, he bought fucking clothes for Chowan. Chowan? Chowan? Yep. Um, but has never bought anything for, for, for Buffy. Now, he did traumatize her. And I think that's cool. That's not a KO. That's, that's dope. Um, I think that's cool. But in the end, he did say his Mandarin is thin, but she speaks Cantonese. And I think really, like... That says it all, doesn't it? You know, he's just he's just off. Um, Giles so off. Yeah, is told. Um, yeah, by by Anya and Willow that will or sorry. He is told by Anya specifically that Willow is making out with a 15 year old child and does nothing. He enjoys nope. a 2 a.m. glass of warm milk that I'll I'll bet money he did not pay for. And he does <laughs> he does hate quips about orientation when the world is on the line. That's cool. I mean, I agree. It might not be the best time because he's got to stick up his butt. But I wonder if he likes jokes about orientation or quips about orientation when the world's not when the world's line. not on the line. So I, I that's a question mark for me. But I have some chaos to add. Anything. Yeah, please, please. Robin says casually her watcher took me in. KO on Giles. KO on the council. KO on fucking everyone for never mentioning this to anybody. Never once saying, oh yeah, that Slayer, the one from the fucking 70s, she had a kid. Maybe we should keep track of him. Maybe we should fucking do something about that. How do you know the council didn't know? I know. I know. Because they did get blowed up. That's true. But later, we know that they, we we get a little bit more of the backstory in lies my parents told me of uh, that they went into hiding in South America. But again, I'm just never got not going to be incredulous over the fact that there is a watcher out there taking care of a child that is the child of a slayer. Would you I not know. want to know all about this guy? Fucking bring him into the fold a little bit. Keep tabs on him, if nothing else. Like, Giles should know. Something, right? Blood I mean, tests. Buffy immediately asks, do you have any powers? Where Do you have midichlorians? Shouldn't you have midichlorians? I, I mean, whether or not he should is irrelevant. But, like, why the fuck does no one know right. about... But do you? Forever we don't KO know. No one did a child didn't know that there was once a, ch- a slayer that had a child and that that child was raised by another watcher. Do you think Enormous. that if Robin had been a girl, he would have had powers? I don't think so. I mean, as far as we know, it's not a hereditary thing, although. But maybe it's only girls that can inherit it. Oh, like if she would have, like, yeah. So if she would have had a girl, then maybe that would have been inheritable. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Since boys can't be slayers. Right. So why wouldn't he inherit anything even if he, if there was something to inherit? Right, yeah, until the comics. Until right. the comics. I can't with the comics. Um, yeah, I I just, <laughs> I know they're going to explain it away with the South America thing, but I just don't, I don't like it. No, no, Kelly, <laughs> hold your breath. No, no, stop. Hold your breath. You're right. Just, you're absolutely right. No, no, the council, again, It's that's why it's just so ineffectual, because you're right, absolutely right. If they had any inkling... That she had or was pregnant, and they would, because the watcher took her in. The watcher, I understand that your watch is like over because she's dead, but if you're gonna look after this kid, you gotta be like, bro. Yeah. Although yeah. he might be saving them from the yeah. council. I know. What a cool story. What a I cool know. story that we're never. Like, this be is such. Yeah. This is the story to tell. Balls. Please, people, if you're going to remake this show, 
please do it about that. Please. You have to tell that. I think that's interesting. Because you could actually retcon why the council is so ineffectual and terrible in that previous episode and start showing the rot that we just see in Buffy yeah. all the time. I mean, you could make There'd that entire some- show about Nikki and something. her watcher and about Robin. Or if, you know, I would want it more before she has the kid. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and, and do nothing but the council. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, or like, when we need to wrap it up. Whenever we need to wrap up the story, then we have Robin and then we know the rest, right? But like, or rest-ish. But yeah, I like you could make the entire series about them dealing with the council, running away from the council. You know, like do our fun monster of the week stuff too at the beginning because she's learning. But like once that all turns, why we need to hide from them because we know they're terrible, or just talk about them at all. God, it'd be so good. It'd be so good. Don't worry, we'll never get that. They'll never do it. I mean, whoever writes it will just be a stupid riff on Buffy. It's oh, it'll be the same CW remakes out of it's all the Roswell, all of them. It'll just be the same exact same charmed. Mm-hmm. It'll be that the CWification of it, which is you know. If you're into that, that's fine. But like, okay, fanfic writers, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> come through. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Please give us top quality tier work for free. <laughs> okay. Thank you for updating they us get on the watches. Paid in likes and exposure. <laughs> oh yes, paid in exposure. Oh, classic. He's solid. He's smart. He's normal. So not the wicked energy, which is nice because I don't want to only be attracted to wicked energy and or. What if he is wicked, in which case, is that why I'm attracted to him? I'm going to wait for that sentence to come around again before I jump on. It's time for us to rank this sucker. Oh, man, what a ride. Willow Hacks, we talk about the net slash something wicked this way comes. I gave it a four because she does an off-screen locator spell, but yeah, I've Googled all I can. She failed again for the third week in a row, if I'm not mistaken, at fucking Googling. You are doing the least and failing. Willow, get it together. Kennedy is not good for you. For more than one reason, but this, she's clearly <laughs> distracting you and sapping your powers. So okay. Don is an adult. She's not in this episode either, but oh, she man. is totally cool with the first killing the potentials, even if it's just for a minute. When she's like, the first is killing girls, just the potentials. Oh, that's tragic, of course. <laughs> awesome. Monster of the that's Week. Awesome. Uh, it's really weird having Ashanti in this show. She is not the best actor, but her little demon eyes are cute. And no. the thing she turns into after she gets her head cut off is actually really cool. It's unique looking. It's like a weird white, like, with this tribal tattoo thing on its head. And it's got, like, a really big mouth. It looks kind of like, uh, what's that thing called? The creature from the Back of the Lagoon a little bit, but not. It's, like, very alien and very different. Like, goddamn, the amount of money and time and effort we spent on this one frame of this fucking monster? Wasted. Wasted. Because we never get to actually see it. Anyway. She also, as Stacia pointed out while we were watching it, gives Spike and Buffy a run for their money. She mm-hmm. really holds them off for a while. Like, you would... She, I'm. I, it's too bad. It's too bad Ashanti couldn't just stick around and <laughs> see what she could, could I mean, do. what else was she up to then? Yeah, she also gives... Uh, what else was she up to? I'm sorry. Did you hear about her self-titled debut album that uh, won a Grammy in 2003? <laughs> okay, clearly I was being sarcastic. <laughs> She also gives Xander a pretty serious gut wound and almost raises a Turok Han, so she knows she does stuff. Game I mean, seven. TBD. It was maybe just a small, a light slicing. Whoa. Oh, yeah, the gut wound. Yeah. Sorry, I was like, huh? A light, I a light I'm stabbing. I'm pretty sure his arm came all the way off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. I'm just worried about the light stabbing. I just want to get light. the... 
the, the light stabbing of Xander Harris. Record right. <laughs> light stabbing of Xander Harris. Monster of the Week 7. Giles, level of Giles. I would watch that show. The light stabbing of Xander Harris. <laughs> just week after week. Yeah. It's just like a three second show where it just goes in just a No, every stab. week he goes on a different date and by the end he gets stabbed a little. <laughs> every time. How do I not see it coming? <laughs> Join us next week where, God damn it, not again! Would you not watch that? I absolutely would, now Thank that you've you. laid it out. I totally understand and support the premise. Giles, level of Giles! He's overprotective, oblivious to the gore factor of his flashcards, and indignant at the idea of people dating. This is all on brand, in my opinion. All on brand. Because he's also made ridiculous flashcards in Hush. Mm-hmm. Didn't understand that they were over-the-top gruesome. Mm-hmm. But he totally fails Joanne. By not getting a real translator, and when she doesn't understand English, he just repeats himself louder. Embarrassing for everyone How involved. do you find a translator that's going to be okay with what's happening in their house? Oh, you don't give them context. And maybe meet at a neutral location. Let's all go to the espresso What problem. kind of context could you possibly avoid giving them that would make them okay with it? That's true, because as soon as she does speak to someone who speaks Chinese, and she's like, this man fucking abducted me from China. I have, I don't know why I'm he here. He gave me these oh, scary yeah, drawings true. he made of me getting murdered over and over again. He keeps feeding me milk, so I think that's how he's trying to murder me. <laughs> If only the counselor was the council was still wow. If only the council was still around, perhaps they would have a translator, but probably not because they're massively incompetent. Anyway, I gave Giles a seven, even though I just said all those things were terrible. Relationship goodness or badness. Bro. Bro. This stupid show making me like Buffy and Spike together is making me so mad because he's Mr. Attempted Rape and he's supposed to be irredeemable, but he's like a different person. And I know that's not fair, but he truly is. He went through Okay, look. We, in the real world, don't have the magical transformative powers of being an undead creature who then becomes ensouled. I feel like the terms are a little bit different than everyday life here in America. So, I, I just, I kind of support it. I'm kind of into it. They seem happy. And, like, adulting. He's doing a good job of supporting her He's and giving so her nice. space. Anyway, God damn it. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Willow and Kennedy are not the worst because... They were not around. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, come on. And again, I got to say, this is probably the only time I'll be positive about it. So I'm going to let Kennedy get the L. L? So if the child diet. predation happens <laughs> off I think you said screen, what you you're fine with it. <laughs> if I don't have to see it, it didn't happen. And Andrew is like officially a good guy now. That's great. That's mm-hmm. great. For and Robin. Robin might be a friend now. I mean, until he eventually mm-hmm. tries to kill Spike. But he could be a friend as far as we know. But that's understandable. That's understandable. Yes, that grudge yeah, makes sense. Kill Spike. Doesn't make him yeah. not a friend. Totally. I think that makes him not yeah. a friend. Doesn't make him unfriend. I think it makes him not a friend if he wants to kill one of the main friends. Okay. Well, we'll have to see how that all plays Th- out. That might be true. Yeah. I don't think he's wrong. But I don't think he's wrong. That's true. You're out of the group. Yeah. But I don't think you can You're be part of the group. Well, for today, he's a friend. Relationship eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Episode specific. The whole thing. That's Andrew says at the end because it's perfect. I'm going in. I've decided I'm turning gay. Willow gave me up. Come on. Let's gay. You heard me. Just tell me what to do. I'm mentally undressing Scott Bagula right now. That's a start, isn't it? Come on. Let's get this gay show on the gay road. And I feel like I've definitely said that before in my life. Oh, absolutely. And if I haven't, I will start <laughs> 10 out of 10 because just fucking excellent from top to bottom. <laughs> uh, pun not intended. 10 out of 10. 41 for the episode. Total. <laughs> <laughs> 6 of 13 for the season. I probably should have put it higher, but it's above help and below him, which was the last time we also had fun in an episode. So I think it's it's fitting, even though this, yeah. I hate my rankings. Mm. Um, I put this at 25 out of 136. 25! I know. Go. There we go. I was so excited to be back in season two. I mm. love season two. It's also my desperate. favorite season. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Season two is my favorite season. I mean... So... 
that that point as we've gotten towards the end of the series has become more and more defensible. Like that, I totally get it. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it is below Band Candy and Help, which is also in this season. I felt like I don't know Cassie Newton. Yeah. Hey, that's where I mean that's where I just put it oh, too. Yeah. Um, and then it's above Entropy and Who Are You? Yes. Yes, these are good. So, uh, my plot says Xander goes out with Ashanti and is almost sacrificed. Buffy goes out with Principal Wood and his slut ate him up. <laughs> Hell yeah. That makes it sound like Principal That's... Wood's slut ate him up. Yep. <laughs> yep, it's fine. That's what I did. I did it on purpose. Great call. 30 below Dark Age-ish. Because we're still probably in the 60s. It's got a, it hasn't moved, right? It doesn't move. Uh, How it's, would it move? Although I Dark guess, Age I guess, is yeah. at 62. 62. Okay, great. I approve. 34 below. First eight. Yep. Daniel, where did you rank this? I was going to rank this a little bit higher if this was Jane's last episode, but it is not Jane's last episode, so I'm going to keep it a little bit more conservative than I would have. Yeah, well, and I forgot Storyteller, which is so stupid of me, because, yeah, of course she wrote it, because, of course, it's going to be in the top ten. But um, I only have so many to go, so four, five, and ten are the big ones. Uh, but I was going to go 31 if this was her last one. Stupidly, it is not. I know that now. So I'm going to go with 36, which is the next one down. Oh. So in theory, there are four episodes left that are going to be better than this one. It's such a weird episode because last time we brought up how it sort of announced the lull, right? Um, a couple of episodes ago, it, they were like, oh, the big bad is gone. Don't ask mm-hmm. us why. Anya looked it up. and But now, basically, Giles is announcing, we had fun. We had our fun. Yep. And now it's going to go back to being miserable again. So I hope you guys enjoyed it. So now you have to leave. And I think that's kind of fucking annoying. Yeah. So I am going to keep it at 36, which means that there are going to be four better episodes after this. But oh my God, how great was this after a bunch of absolute dog shit? So this was refreshing. Great. Season two. So good. <laughs> I, yeah. You absolutely love it. I have it. regrets. I should have ranked it higher, but it's fine. It's fine. It is what it is. Yeah. The, ones, live with the it. ones right below it are Graduation Day Part 1 and 2, which are combined in my rankings, mm-hmm. um, and Halloween. So this is actually actually better by my book than Graduation Day and Halloween. And Better Than It is one that we all want to bring up, which is, uh, no, not that one. I Was Made to Love You and The Wish mm-hmm. are better, 35 and 34. Mm-hmm. Prophecy Girl, 33. So mm-hmm. we're getting up there. Damn. But I think this was a great episode. So. It was just, it's one of these things that's going to, I feel like out of context, we're going to be like, oh yeah, I think we'll revert to our, oh, that's the Ashanti episode. You just kind of forget it. I don't think so. I think this is this season's Beer Bad. Yeah. Like, I'm like, Beer Bad's a great episode. And I used to think it was terrible. And now I feel like this is going to be the same thing. I hope so. Because it was so much fun. It was really a breath of fresh air. Like Beer Bad, it's got that hook. Like, you know what episode. So when Mm -hmm. you say Ashanti's in it, I know it's first Mm -hmm. date. I don't know everything, but I know it. Mm-hmm. And now when I think about it, shit, I'm going to remember Nikki Wood. I'm going to remember this whole conversation. So I agree. It's definitely the beer bad of season seven. All right. Hey, that was a- uh, Which is praise. That's praise. Season four episode. For the people listening, yes. Well, anything else to say about first date? I think we, we just said some more about first date. Do you have more? Uh, Yeah. What wood is he robbing? Mm. Daniel, do you have anything else Ooh. to say about first date? She made that joke while we were watching it. I still that's won't a, entertain it. That's a question for- uh... <laughs> For, for now gay Xander oh, yeah. I just I was like I'm gonna say this at the end when you ask us if we have anything else to say about this episode and she just would not look at me <laughs> and I was like I am absolutely doing it I so wrote it and fault. underlined it <laughs> well I'm impressed you remembered thank you I do also wonder if he steals from the rich and gives to the poor 
I do hope. I feel like he does it in some way. He does. Well, that's this. This one's over. First date's over. You know what? We're going to be back next time. I, I hope so. Well, this could be the last episode. We've threatened that multiple times. It feels weird. It feels ominous. Stacia, until next time, please say goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Daniel, please say goodbye. I'm going to wait for that podcast to come around again before I jump on. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time for Get It Done. Goodbye. Let's go. Don't wait. This night's almost over. Honest. Let's make this night last forever. What did they want you to do anyway? Shoot all the girls. Shoot girls? Not you, just the potentials. Huh. Well, that's something anyway. Something tragic. You had it removed? You removed the chip? Yeah. You had to make a choice. It really is okay. What's a chip? To remove the chip. Oh, mean back Oh, my yay. Are you nuts? Of course it's working. Uh, observe my, my bitter ranting. Hear the shrill edge of hysteria in my voice. Uh-huh.